Live from Malifaux Ringside, it's Friday Night Foedown, bringing you an extra-long 50th episode of Steam-Powered Scoundrels to celebrate our fourth year as a podcast. Can I get a yay? Yay! Sorry, I can't come into work, I fell out of bed. Oh. <laughs> well, the doctor says I'm not allowed to stand and walk for another three days. <laughs> oh no. Something about a slip disc, fractured <laughs> vertebrae. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I still sleep in a bunk bed. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> And welcome back <laughs> to Friday Night Photon. I am your host, Doug, and Douglas Scoundrels, yes. And with me is probably the most prolific people that have been on this show. I don't know, Eli is maybe tied with Dave at this point, but Dave is probably dead again. Yeah, Dave's been dead oh. for a while. So we got Eli. Say hi. I wasn't in chat yeah. for Dave. Sorry, what? Put F in the chat for Dave. Oh, okay. Yes, F in the chat of this podcast episode. There's always a chat. We have a Discord. And Roman, I guess. I mean, you know, I might wander off somewhere. Sometimes I get confused. I'm old now. And Roman has got some really quiet audio, so give me a couple seconds. (laughs) You weren't quiet before. Did you, like, lean back or something? Yeah, a little bit. Is that better? Slightly. I'm still going to bump you up a bit. Oh, you're at, like, 76%. That's... That's that's that fine. won't do. Jeez. And uh, the third gender, Nate. Uh, I got dibs on the top bunk. <laughs> and Victoria, as always, the one who started Most this the time. show with me. This is our anniversary episode, Woo! folks. Woo! Uh, to this day, um, four years ago was our first episode of Steam Powered Scoundrels, titled "A Hot Mess." And things haven't improved whatsoever. <laughs> since Our audio that. is better. Our audio is better. But we, we are still hot messes, all yes. of us. Every single one of us. So, I, so uh, the past other years, I have a utility knife in my pocket. Um, <laughs> That's useful. Yeah. Well, not my cat. I'm sorry, I, I didn't get anybody any fruit or flowers or Gosh, linen or silk, it. which are apparently the traditional gifts for the fourth anniversary. Linen or silk? You're not made of money. Or oh, everyone, everyone. neither yeah. are you a silkworm. I mean, he could have at least sent us an edible arrangement. Yeah, jeez. 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 <laughs> I made one in my house 20 minutes ago, and I'm currently drinking it. Nate sent us two family-sized bags of Cheetos and a six-pack of Mountain Dew. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> yeah, epic gamer moments. <laughs> and Eli sent us five live blue crabs. <laughs> I think he wanted us to eat those, but they're pets now. So, really, Roman's the only one that hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, 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 and Kevin are doing yes. great. All of the Kevins. All the Kevins. <laughs> so, this is going to be a Friday night photon instead of a Steam Powered Scoundrels because it's a celebration and nothing says celebration like swearing, yelling, and drinking because <laughs> we're all gremlins on the inside. So, we've got. A whole lot of topics here, and we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to do this for two hours, because it's an anniversary episode, so Woo! hey, we're going to have more fun, you're going to have more fun listening to us, everyone Hopefully. needs to have more fun. More fun for everyone. More fun for everyone. I, I had a joke, and then I lost it, so... Uh, but, before we you, get into... You lost it in all the fun. 
Okay, yes. Yes, losing things and all the fun. It's a ball pit of fun. <laughs> so if you are... This is the first time you're listening to us. Uh, well, I'll get my apology out of the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the way Friday Night Photon works is that we go over an assortment of topics. Everyone gives their opinion on it real, relatively quick. And then we might go through one more time or, or possibly change up the questions slightly. It depends. It's a lot of ad-libbing. But we have a lot of fun. We don't take it nearly as seriously as anyone takes anything seriously. It's the least serious a podcast can be about the grim darkness of the recent past. Malifo. Yay! Okay. <laughs> but first, sponsors. And by sponsors, I mean patrons. Patreon. Patreons. Patreons. Let's go ahead and talk about those nice people. We haven't done it in a while, so let's go ahead and be real, 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 real nice. Let's start at the top of the list. Yeah, we're going to go through all of them this time, because they're all just that great. Go ahead, Nate. All right. Well, I'm going to start with Ambrose Ingram. Ambrose Ingram invented books. Wow. Flat out books. Exist because Ambrose Ingram. Wow. And despite being the book, Mr. Book, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming Ingram's like his middle name. His full name's Ambrose Ingram Book. Ambrose Ingram Book. But the fact that he's actually sponsoring a podcast, despite being Mr. Book, Mm -hmm. tells you a lot about his character. How great of a person he is. Yeah, it's, this is this. It means that he views books and steam-powered scoundrels at the same value. Wow. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eli, you're up next. So I've got Chase Ferrario here, and it's been rumored that everywhere he goes, children suddenly recover miraculously from whatever they're suffering from, be it wow. illness or injury. Everywhere he goes, they suddenly get better. No one knows why. Amazing. Does right. that include lack of parents? Oh, jeez. Yes. <laughs> Her parents come back from the dead. That's yes, he, he unorphanizes children. He organizes. Amazing. I'm, thank God he's Great. in this universe instead of the DC universe, otherwise we wouldn't have Batman, folks. We wouldn't have any superheroes. Yeah, really. There would be no heroes anywhere, <laughs> but we forgive him for that. <laughs> okay, I'm up next. Thank you, Craig Shipman. For your donation. Uh, I don't know if any of you folks out there, but I'm pretty sure Craig's got some kind of podcast he, he himself is running. And so it's, it's really nice that one. he would uh, reach out and give us a donation. But, uh, you, you know, go out and, and look it up and listen to him. Give him give him some, some listens. I'm sure he's desperate for those. <laughs> you know, hoping that one day he could be as big and powerful as Steam Powered Scoundrels. But uh, uh, I'll, like, post a link to his thing. I'm sure you can find it. Something about... Like uh, fourth floor number. combat or yeah, something. Number of, of yeah, yeah. Fourth, uh, fourth floor combat. Fourth floor combat. That sounds right. Fourth yes. floor combat. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> 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 but no, thanks, thanks, Craig. Didn't need to do that, but uh, just coming out, reaching out, and being nice to us. Thank you. Hey, Roman. Well, next we have a back to back dynamic duo. Uh, thank you, Dane Leergard, uh, who, in addition to patronizing us in this case is also known to come from a uh, immortal line of guards who guard various important historical places from the dread leers. Oh, wow. Uh, so wow. without without him and his whole immortal line, we would be overrun with, with these leers. And we can't thank him enough for that or for uh, making the uh, excellent Malifaux app that we all use. One of those is, is much more important than the other. I'll leave it to the listens to decide which. 
You know, uh, there's a room in out there that Lear's invented War Machine. Mm, yeah. That explains a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, the Lear guards are well known to uh, have one issue with one particular beast out there. While they're excellent at guarding against Lear's, gators give them trouble, which is why we also thank our next patron of Donald Gaither, or as we prefer to think of him as Donald Gator for being the best gator wrangler, wrestler, and trainer, as well as turning them into rocket-propelled gator launchers in their joining of the war against the leers and gators alike. <laughs> I want this to be a book series. <laughs> not, a, not even like a serious book series, one where it's very obvious the author is making up as he goes and possibly consulting his six-year-old kid. <laughs> Get me a six-year-old kid and I can make that happen. I've got an eight-year-old. <laughs> mm. uh, we just gotta wait five years and three months and we'll have a six-year-old. Okay, fair. Perfect. Alright, Victoria! Yes, me next. Uh, thank you to Edward Santiago, also a patron. Um, did you know he once lifted a bus off of 17 babies? 17 babies? How'd they get under there? I- Horrific orphan accident? Oh, damn it. What is with all these horrific orphan orphan accidents? I like you, people who own orphanariums out there that are listening to this, get your shit together. This is Malifaux podcast. <laughs> Orphanariums? <laughs> is, there, is there another word for that? Uh, clearly not. Obviously not. Eli! Hey. Who do you want to talk? Oh, this asshole. Go ahead and talk about him. <laughs> right? Next, I'm about to talk about the human equivalent of stubbing your toe in the middle of the night and realizing that you broke it the next day. Eli Greason. What a disaster. (laughs) But he makes up for it by patronizing this podcast. Oh, yeah. I guess I gotta be nice to him. (laughs) Gotta atone for his sins somehow. (laughs) (laughs) He's at least partially ginger. He doesn't have to worry about where most of his soul's going. That's true. <laughs> but seriously, thank you, Eli. Okay. That was a heartfelt thank you, but heartfelt uh, thank you. Showing okay. you some appreciation. Hey, but, hey, eh. hey, Nate, why don't you cheer us up? <laughs> All right. Well, as opposed to that last piece of human garbage, uh, we're going to talk about James. James Hahn. <laughs> James Hahn. James Hahn actually laid a golden egg, um, and that egg emits a 10-foot radius of pure happiness. Ooh. Um, And that was actually smelted down, and the proceeds of such were uh, used to Patreon our podcast. Amazing. Yes. Ruining something priceless like that to give money to these assholes is the best thing ever. (laughs) What a great person. All right. Victoria. Oh, yes. Uh, next up, John Haas. Thank you for your uh, generous donation. I'd also like to congratulate you on your successful law office. Probably no one else will understand. <laughs> no one else will understand. I could, okay, okay. I'm going to Google this now and Find exactly it. see yeah. uh, where Fred Haas is from. Where's Fred Haas? <laughs> Fred Haas. Well, Toyota World. <laughs> no, he doesn't own a t- okay, law office. It's, okay, it's in yeah. Des Moines. All right, yeah, okay. We're from Iowa, and there was this commercial we heard all the frickin' time Fred radio. D. On the on the radios talking about this Fred Haas guy. 
And so it's just stuck in her craw for forever, and we saw the same last name, and we had to make that joke. It's the rules. It's the rules. Same with the, the, the double A, even, for the Haas. But no, seriously, what a great guy. Yeah, John Haas. It'd be absolutely hilarious if he actually has laughs. <laughs> And how do like, they know? How did they know that? Oh no! Wait, they're making fun of me. And then he sues us. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! You're gonna take Oops. my Patreon money. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! A new Patreon level. Support our legal fees. <laughs> We're calling just, the Lucius mask. And and just to flex on us, he donates to that too. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, last but definitely not least, the big man himself, Nick Westbrook. Y'all remember Nick, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found out very recently that Nick was a good friend of... Ow. Ow. Hmm. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. Suspense is killing me. I'm sorry that you kicked my foot. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. I just I just recently found out that Nick Westbrook was a good friend of Mr. George Lucas himself. Amazing. In fact, it's Nick Westbrook we have to thank. But you don't know this. And this is information that he wants to keep secret, but I've got to say it because really he deserves the accolades. It's because Nick Westbrook stepped in and talked to his good friend George. Like, George, seriously, dude, don't do this. Is why we have... Episode two and three, not starring Jar Jar Binks as the main character. What a oh, what an wow. amazing man! <laughs> that was a close save. I mean, those movies aren't the best, but they they're at not least. bad at least. <laughs> that would have been that would have been the end of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, the entire collective memory of the universe would have purged it with fire, except for the people who think that Binks is a uh, Sith Lord. I, I mean, I that's like, true. But I, I like, like that on. theory, but. Um, I prefer if he just wasn't there. Yeah, no, I concur. Okay, let's get to the topics. Actually, uh, one somewhere around the table. What y'all drinking? Everyone's drinking something. I'm not drinking anything right now because I finished mine. Okay, uh, go ahead and go get yours. Uh, I'm going to fully admit that I'm drinking like the most basic white girl thing I could possibly find. It is a Smirnoff spiked sparkling seltzer. Pina Colada flavor, which is basically a fucking uh, knockoff White Claw by the people that make Smirnoff Ice. But I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm like trying to lose weight, so I'm actually concerned with calorie intake. But also, like, it doesn't taste terrible. It's good. So, uh, Nate, what are you drinking? Vodka Mountain Dew. Ooh. It's, it's it. Tito's Vodka and Mountain Dew Zero. Wasn't Mountain Dew like designed originally to be a compliment to a certain alcohol that's not vodka? I know it's not vodka. Is it bourbon? I can see it. Why not? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to quickly look yeah, up so that factoid. Well, Roman talks to us about what he's drinking. I yeah, decided to get a fancy drink. Yeah, I decided to get fancy tonight, and uh, I made a. Blackberry bourbon smash, and added some mint leaves from my mint plants that I got as a uh, start of a, a project while we're all stuck inside. What are you from, fucking Kentucky? <laughs> Born there. Wow, I didn't know that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, I did know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, and Doug, you may want to move this to a few seconds ago when we were talking about Star Wars, but 
Speaking of Nick Westbrook, other excellent things he's done is be involved in a Edge of the Empire game uh, that Craig Shipman himself is running. Oh yeah, the guy uh, from that one podcast that no one knows. Yeah, yeah, that that uh, second floor uh, close quarters combat. Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, so he's he's running that, and uh, I got to actually meet Nick Westbrook <laughs> while playing in it, and that will be coming out uh, on their podcast soon. Wow. Cool. Yeah. All right. I, uh, uh, my favorite podcast: Tall Building Skirmishes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait, 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 wait! If uh, if Kyle is Kyle Stones and Brian oh no. Brian schemes, Craig Floors, Douglas, yeah, Craig is Craig Floors, yep. <laughs> oh god! I'm sorry, Craig. Oh no! Oh no! He's Craig Floors the third. Yes, <laughs> he's in. He's in the collective. Craig Floors the third. The embarrassed guy is over here ruining everything for everyone. Uh. I'm about to chip my tooth on my straw. Eli, what are you drinking? I got Cruzan uh, Blackstrap Rum in Orange Vanilla Coke. Mm. Actually, that sounds really good. It is fantastic. Rub the tummy. Rub the tummy. Rub the tummy. Ah, no biting. <laughs> I mean, you kind of asked for that. Okay. There's a fucking like, mayfly bug-ass bitch in my office. Kill it, or eat it, or something. Eat it. Eat it. And Victoria, what are you drinking? I am drinking a jasmine with Mm. a very lovely citrus twist. Do you want me to go through what's in a jasmine? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I made myself a double for better ratios, but usually a jasmine has one and a half ounces of gin, Three quarters of an ounce of um, lemon juice, a fourth of an ounce of Campari, and a fourth of an ounce of um, triple sec. Okay. Nice. All right. Now, Dougie needs to Google a two-hour timer. Two hours, folks! We never, ever have a timer ready to go. Never, ever (laughs) have a timer. It's tradition. Just This is a celebration of us, and it would be be just wrong to be on the ball. Yeah. For once. We actually be prepared. All right, timer is ready to go. Everyone ready? Y- your loins are ready? Oh, um, uh, yeah. My loins are frothing. Ew. Ah, God. Archer's a great show. Okay, starting the clock. Doggy is first with picking his top game. He's going to go with something that I have no idea if Eli is going to have an answer for this or not. But we now know that From Nightmares is a thing, which is great. From Nightmares being the never-born supplement for Through the Breach, the long-awaited supplement that folks were sure was going to come out at some point, and there seems to be getting around to it. So we know this because they did a call-out for people to do testing. So I guess it's great we're starting with something that is technically not Malifo, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. Deal with it. Through the Breach is great. If you're not playing it, you're a loser. You're wrong. Unless you're a patron. <laughs> Unless you're a patron, and then it's allowed. So, the actual topic is, what is a pursuit? Which is what Through the Breach calls their classes. What is a pursuit you want to see in the new book, and why? I'm going to go ahead and go first, and I specifically want a musician-type pursuit. They technically have one from the Bayou book, but that's like an advanced pursuit, and two, it's mostly about being as obnoxious as possible. <laughs> I'm looking more for, like, your classic bard-type person, but maybe slightly trying to sleep with everything a little less. 
than a bard would. Just a little. Just a little. Slightly. Yeah. Because Malifaux is not, like, shy about handing out diseases. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I want something to do a more support-type role that focuses on music and playing an instrument or singing or stuff like that. I know Weird can do make it very, very interesting, and I want it to be called a busker, because... A lot of the, sort of the theme with a lot of the pursuit names is not a very flattering term if they can get away with it. So, like, the person is just a boring laborer, you're a drudge. And even, like, the doctor is called a sawbones, which originally was a derogatory term. <laughs> so we're going to call it a busker, which is uh, still a term for a musician, I believe. At least that's what my, comes to mind when I hear busker. And it fits enough in that it's... Uh, my reasoning for it fitting in there is because, one, it doesn't necessarily have to be completely Neverborn-related, folks. Sometimes it just needs to fill a hole that's there, and I think there's a hole that needs filled by a hole filler. Um, <laughs> fill the hole. And that's the bar. And that's the bar. That's the bar. <laughs> but also, if y'all remember, um, the Crossroads 7, technically, back in 2E, the master was Wrath, if you brought them all technically, and Wrath is Neverborn, so, I mean, I kind of associate the Crossroads 7 with the Neverborn, immediately we didn't know what they were really associated with, so I feel like that's a good enough reason. Do it for me, please, weird. <laughs> okay, Victoria. Oh, God, I don't even know. Um, well, just say something you want, then, kind of like what I just did. I want to be able to play a ghost. Like oh. a spirit. Have no physical body. Pick up a uh, second edition in Corporal? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I would noise. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool, sure. Probably just call it Spirit. I mean. Oh, wait, no, that's a racist term. Um, like, what's yeah. what's the most, like, demeaning way, that thing you could you, term for a ghost or spirit? Like, nothing? A ghost? It's a long name. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, Nate, <laughs> you're next. Oh, man. Um, let's see. For Neverborn. Neverborn book. You know what? I could I could see something like like a savage priest, like especially with Euripides being a thing now. Um, so like a sa- someone who does a lot of sacrificing, uh, blood sacrifices, blood rituals, that kind of thing. Very Malifaux, so I could definitely see that being through the breach. And, you know, it's new and it's the kind of the new hotness. <laughs> yeah. Would be, I mean, it's, it's a magic pursuit, more or less, right? Yeah, basically. Like, it'd, be, it'd be a very sacrificial, ritual magic kind of thing. Yeah, but, what, like, what would be the output? Because sacrificial, ritual magic is slightly different. Right. Uh, so um, where, where's the crunch behind this fluff? I'm trying to think where that would kind of fall. Maybe almost kind of in I guess D and D terms, kind of warlocky. Okay. Where you 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 set up a ritual and then that gets you like a certain set of powers that are very powerful but kind of limited in a certain way. Oh yeah, and you like take damage to do to, to, to do it better yeah. or something. Blood magic. Everyone loves blood magic. Cool. Shoot blood from your wrists. Make friends. Why not? Delicious. <laughs> okay. Like Spider Man, but not. I mean, it's technically, your, worse. it's technically your blood if you put it in your body. Well, it's also your blood if it's in your possession. Okay. Fair. 
God. Like, this is my bucket of blood. Just, just. It didn't come out of me, but it's still mine. Grab, grab yourself a fumigator and sort of <laughs> tanker with it to a point where it's basically a Satan's. A blood gun? Satan's super yeah. soaker. Blood hose. <laughs> yeah, we'll change this. It's a person who actually, like, drinks blood. You know. A vampire? A vampire. Yeah. But not a vampire, because vampires don't exist in Malibu. <laughs> yeah. Weird to said there are no vampires. They don't, they don't drink blood directly from people. They'll, like, literally put it in a bucket and then drink it like a, like a Bloody Mary. Like bucket of blood. Bucket yeah. of blood. But, like, blood actual blood. blood. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, Roman, isn't that, please isn't change the subject. No, isn't just a, a blood smoothie what the Cult of December has is, like, a, a tasty drink on a hot day? Yeah, just make sure it works out the Yeah, d- yeah during yeah. the volleyball tournaments. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah! Um, so for mine, and I, I don't, I know what the, the crunch would be in round terms for this, but I don't know how it would work for people going on the pursuit after character creation, but I want there to be like a creepy child never born pursuit. Mm. And the like, like cap out version of this is you have a teddy. Ooh. Yeah. But you also have to be a child. Yeah, you yeah, have to play a child, fine. though. Yeah, you but you're you're essentially somewhere between like baby Kate and Candy. Ed, right. Okay. Um, oh, even better! Like you were just a fully formed adult, and then something wrong happened. Exactly. Like you have to work that in. <laughs> and now you're a child. Or, or if you right. want to do it later on in the game, it's like, oops, oh, I read the wrong book. <laughs> well, and then, I was thirty-seven. That's weird. <laughs> no, I'm just seven. Where did my boobs go? Oh. oh. What are you going to call it? Creepy child. Child. <laughs> Ankle biter. Yes. Ooh. Ankle biter. That's good. Yay. Doug, Much better than what I was going to say. Doug good, Doug, Doug good names. Doug good names. Okay, okay Eli, do you, do you know anything about Through the Breach? I know a little. I know the, I know the basics, I think. Okay. So, so what would be like a Neverborn-esque pursuit class that you would like to see? Do they do they have a cultist? Just a straight-up cultist pursuit? Uh, I think there's a December Acolyte yeah. Advanced Pursuit, yes. but that's the only, like, there's not a generic cultist now. Okay, I was thinking, like, something that would be, like, their, their whole purpose is they're cultists for the tyrants, and uh, they have a lot of, like, bluff and deception so they can, like, hide the fact that they're trying to bring around the tyrants from the group they're in. Okay. Right? And whatever tyrant they choose, they have, like, specific spells or abilities that they get for that would be based on that tyrant. It'd be hella awkward if your group, like, comes up to start fighting Hamelin, and he's the yeah. he's your bae. <laughs> um, nah, that, but Hamelin is bae. That is an excellent storytelling opportunity. <laughs> yeah. It is real Hamlin hours, my boys. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, anything else? I was going to say, whatever the player playing it realizes, the number of hoops they're going to have to jump through to keep hiding it, they're just going to say, rats. Mm. Boo! Dang it, Roman, I'm going to skip your turn for that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, one topic down. Victoria, your turn. To choose a topic? Yes. Oh boy, hang on. 
No, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm doing. No, I did know what I was doing, but then I've been drinking. Uh, So, since it's my turn to choose, I'm going to go with Japan has decided on making a romantic light novel set in the Malifaux universe. Pick a faction and explain your harem. Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) I am so excited and terrified. (laughs) I'm so glad I put this in there. (laughs) <laughs> well, you're first. I'm first. Of course I am. Well, clearly, we all know what my faction is going to be. Ten Thunders. Yes. Twenty Thunders, because I love them so. No. Um, resurrectionists. Because, obviously. Okay. Boy harem, girl harem, bi harem. Bi harem. Undead harem. Bi I think that's the protagonist's kink, so they can't be alive. Bi, uh, live, slash, undead harem. Mm-hmm. Reverse harem. Reverse, reverse harem. Okay. <laughs> are you no. gonna are you gonna go into like specific characters? Yeah, okay. like specific characters. Duh. 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 Um, like clearly we gotta have Seamus in there because that's the rules. Gotta have Seamus. Gotta have Seamus. He's so dangerous, but I can fix him. Exactly. <laughs> um and like I would have him as the I'm gonna I'm gonna use terms that people aren't going to understand. I would have have him as a Yandere, except he also wants to kill you. Um <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> I mean that's that describes some yandere's. It does, yeah. Um so Seamus is my max power yandere. Max power. Oh. Uh got to have Molly in there obviously. And I would either have her as the patient childhood love interest or um the Genki girl. Genki girl. Genki girl. girl. Yeah, Genki girl. Genki okay. girl is is the like the incredibly bubbly, excited, positive one. Mm-hmm. For those of you uninitiated to anime. <laughs> <laughs> then we're gonna have Kirai, and I think she'd probably be a Kudere. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm surprised. Um, like it's very dangerous to attempt any sort of romantic relationship with her when she's you know. I mean, yeah, but. You, you, got, you already got competition. <laughs> I mean, in most of these romantic dating sim light novel things, you have competition. Okay, fair. I just gotta kill Francis again? You gotta, yeah, re-kill Francis. Um, how many people do I have to have in my harem? I don't know. It's up to you. At least four? I'd say four. Yeah, four's a good number. Okay. At least four. Um, And then... And for th- those, you know, Roman, Eli, and Nate that are panicking, you don't actually have to use anime archetypes. You don't. Here. You really don't. Don't, just, don't. don't worry. Don't oh, worry. Like, I, 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 I already Nate's whiteboard of uh, how everything works together here. Oh, God. Cool. I'm going in a complete different direction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's three. That's three. Um, And my fourth... Round it out with another dude? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to... God, the dudes in the faction are awful, though. You could go with Dougie. I could go with Dougie. Because I feel like he would definitely have that remove shirt moment and be like the weird high schooler with the the (laughs) six-pack. Yeah, I'd go with with Dougie. He would be like the um, secretly secretly hot... I mean... (laughs) Secretly hot, really smart, but kind of slacker type, I think. That would kind of explain. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bit absent-minded. Yeah. The man. Yeah. Alright. There we go. We've got a harem of four for the Resurrectionists. Next up is Nate. 
All right. So this is like just five minutes now thinking about this. Um, oh, goody! It's it's brilliant. Oh <laughs> um, uh, no. Okay, so I'm I'm going on Outcast actually. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm gonna, ooh! I'm gonna take a little a little uh, switch in. I'm we're doing a three core high. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, so like kind of like the background characters are your Von Schill is like that the uh, you know like the uh, what's the word I'm looking for teacher Principal, headmaster 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 type character yes um the strong arm suits the gym teacher <laughs> so your 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 love interests are going to be your generic minion types right oh, oh okay. boy so you're, oh no you're just a free man coming in you know base young fresh fresh off the presses and you've got to um, you know choose amongst your your peers so you have the scout who's kind of your edgy loner off of his own very mysterious type. Uh, the librarian, who's your shy, nerdy, um, likes to read a lot of books. Your engineer, who's more your quirky, nerdy, very talkative, very chatty, likes likes all the stuff that he likes. Uh, the drunken trooper, who's a bit of a goofball. And what was the other one I had? Steam trunk. <laughs> oh, trunk. I mean, the steam, the steam trunk's like the comic relief. Uh, okay. You know, I mean, it could game. be another basic uh, fry format. Oh no! I was gonna do. I was gonna do. Oh, yeah, so another basic fry corman was gonna be like your your childhood friend who's been by your side the whole time, um, and the strong arm suit was actually gonna be like the the big like the jock. Oh, the competition. Lazarus, Lazarus was gonna be the gym teacher. Oh, okay, that's okay. That's great. And that's that's my uh, that's my free uh, core high. That's that's the okay. Sim right now. But we now know that fry corman is located in, in Fryhold. Yeah. And so that's sort of like the hub of all the other outcasts. So who's the sexy, mysterious transfer yes. that shows Ooh. up day one of class? Give us the transfer Ooh. student. Who's the transfer student? Oh, man. If you, if you want to wait... Jake. Okay. Big Jake. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> it's always Big Jake. Um, Zips, the annoying kid in the back of the class. <laughs> Swirly uh, glasses. And Earl, Earl is his uh, his little his little toady who he kind of pushes around. And he makes do the homework. <laughs> so we we came, we came back around to Gremlins. That's fine. Alphabeticus <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the guy who's on the, the high school. Uh, you know, who's he's out the, in the parking lot with his you, video camera, very very interested. Lot. He's the uh, he's the pervy high school teacher, all um, Azumanga Daya. Yeah, does uh, he have Johnny Bravo hair? But <laughs> Johan. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Man, I'm pretty. Like the biggest <laughs> fucking pompadour. Yeah. Yes. Johan with a pompadour. Make it happen weird. Beautiful. You know, like, I enjoy well, the Johan joke, went. but it's sort of inspired that you would have a, a a light novel where all the love interests look exactly the same. <laughs> they're all in the fry course. Amazing. Yeah, no, they're, they're all, like, buff, like, greased up dudes, but they're all wearing, like, a helmet. <laughs> just, just. I'm sorry. Who are you? Which, which one are you again? Uh, Even the librarian. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, Roman. Oh man, I'm gonna need a minute to recover from that one. Uh, also, unless it sounds like claptrap, uh, steam trunk, best boy in that. Yeah, last. No, uh, I, mean, I mean, it does, but he's still best boy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, that makes him best still boy. Love him no matter what. No, maybe don't play with like that knife. Trap go in the blender. I would yeah, like to see a blender big enough to fit a steam trunk in. 
I think he's less annoying if he's got tracks instead of a single wheel and no arms. I think he'd be less annoying without a voice box. <laughs> anyway, my, anyway. Uh, my Borderlands racism aside, uh, <clears throat> for mine, <laughs> uh, for mine, uh, I was, I went with what I know of Stop what playing if you, with the knife. Yes. Uh, no, what <laughs> if you were the newest miner or steam fitter to have the curtain pulled back and see what the arcanists do? Oh, no. So, oh, no. So your your uh, love interests are the different masters of both genders, okay. uh, giving you different missions to do. I'm going right after Charles Hoffman. <laughs> As you do. Keep, keep going. Daddy. <laughs> yeah, you, you go, like, Hoffman says, hey, go get me these, these parts and make sure that other people aren't, like, tearing people into pieces and putting them into robots. Oh, you did a good job. Here, have, like, some... Some extra special bolts I gave you as a token of my appreciation. Uh, and you know, <laughs> extra special undertones, bolts. undertones with nuts and bolts, as you will there. Immediately shove them in your Whereas, like, missions for Karist, she, she's the more sneaky one of, no, hey, you need what? to go stand, no, 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 hang on, hang on, <laughs> you need to go stand over here and hold this thing for me. Cool, thanks. At, Whenever this clock strikes, hit the button, and then explosions happen. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then she finds you later, gives you a nice soft pat on the cheek, going, good job. And, like, licks her fingers and puts out the fire on your hair. And you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm afraid. And then she won't <laughs> let you go. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's the other. She's the scary fire starter. Um, you're mine now. And then female <laughs> fire starter. Also a little yeah. <laughs> They never go anywhere except together <laughs> in that case. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Then, um... Firestarter is my clingy best friend. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. With that, the female Firestarter is the uh, psycho lesbian foil. Yeah. Aha! Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I was trying to say, but didn't have the proper terminology. It, it, it is, becomes, it is, we, okay, becomes your looking, rival for Karis's affections. It, it is. Yep. We are looking at a list on all the tropes.fandom.com of all the, of the harem genre. <laughs> we didn't come up with the expression psycho lesbian. We did ourselves. not come up with that ourselves. Sorry. Oh, I, I literally assumed you just had that in your head, Victoria. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> you, you assume I know all of the harem genres? Yes. And also all the dares. Even though I already knew that I had to Google all the dairies. You did a shipping episode. I just assume though, I don't have any questions about these. I just talking. Just because I'm good with shipping doesn't mean I know all the harem tropes. Yes, it does. (laughs) Roman, who else is in this harem? I'm interested. Well, Tony's, of course, got to be there, but she's the one that when you approach her at all, she just beats the crap out of you and is only impressed if you can actually take it. Yeah. Uh, Tony's the tsundere. Okay. Uh, yeah, also mixed up with, what crap, what is it called? There's one where uh, a girl uses... Bokuko? Yeah, the Bokuko. A girl uses masculine, like... Pronouns and pronouns stuff. Pronouns and stuff. Mm. But, you know, and she's then, speaking Japanese for some reason, so she can use masculine pronouns. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, because it's me, Colette, and therefore Cassandra have to be there. The trick with them is one of them will give you the first job, and when you go back, they're not there, and it's the other one. And they act like, I don't know where the other one is, but thanks for doing this. Nobody asked you to. So it kind of <laughs> get gaslit by them. I, I just find, at the I end, find you find out it's, they're both Colette. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh god, is Colette the twins trope? Yes! Yeah, there we go. Twins, 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 twins! It's the Colette avatar the entire time. Marcus is the guy where everyone's like, come on, Marcus, put a shirt on. <laughs> exactly. exactly. He's like, un- un- he makes everyone super uncomfortable with how hot he is, and he knows it. Chews up the scenery, Marcus. Yep. He definitely chews it up, and uh, all of his jobs are going to save people's pets. Except that when you get there, they're not normal pets. They're like, you know, Cerberuses, Cerberi. Yes. <laughs> Cerberi. Bears. Yeah. And giant cassuaries. Oh, oh god, god, no, no. not a cassowary. No. Mm-hmm. Anything but. Uh, a, a scorpion platypus. Sorry, he goes to rescue people's mundane pets. And then he's like, wait, hold on one sec. I'll make it better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Now Mins can spit venom. <laughs> Yep. And oh, and here's here's the other the other big trick. During like character creation, there's an option to have give yourself eight legs, and nobody knows why it's there. But if you do, <laughs> super secret end boss, Ramos, yeah, Ramos becomes is an there, option. and, and he, just, he will he will not leave you alone. <laughs> you actually can't end up with anyone but Ramos. No matter how hard you try. Perfection. <laughs> Okay, Eli. Alright. So, uh, I am also looking at the uh, All the Tropes wiki list. And <laughs> There's a lot, isn't there? There's a ton, Jesus. <laughs> but uh, so if, I, if I say anything, like, know that I'm getting it from the internet. I'm not making this up. I'm not insulting anybody. Okay, so my setup is, you're a person, just a normal human person, who somehow ends up, like, forced to work for some Neverborn people. Oh no. Oh no. And they all they all start picking on this dude and trying to seduce slash ruin his life. So a regular right. harem. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, where's the twist at? <laughs> all right, so first one, the, the emotionless girl is uh, Angel Eyes. Yay! Mm-hmm. He's sitting there being all distant, but she's the one that he wants to connect to because she's a half-human, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So like, he's trying to connect her and she's all emotionless. Makes it hard. Then you've got the uh, the Sundiri would be Lilitu. Uh, yep. Yep. Because, yeah. <clears throat> Terrifying with Lady. Uh, Candy is your Lolita. That one is not on the list, but, like, I know that term. Ugh. Because oh, no. you've got to make it super weird and awkward. You're in the Neverborn oh. now. Ugh. Oh, speaking oh, no. of Lolitas. <laughs> uh, but you can choose Leviticus as a player character, so. Oh, God. Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like a, it's like three levels of unlockable. Like you need to beat the game like twenty times, and like okay, fine, you can do this. You're fine, out. if you're gonna be that. You really want to be the creepy old man, I guess. Sure. <laughs> and then they just kill you. You come back though, sadly. Yeah. And then from the uh, from the autumn nights, one of the flowery ones. That's gonna be the. Uh, or is it the man, the manic pixie dream girl? Okay, oh no. God! <laughs> the one who's always like pulling you away from whatever job you're supposed to be doing, and like making your life difficult by trying to have a great time with you. And you're like, no, I need to go back to this job before they kill me. Yeah, that one. <laughs> God fucking. <clears throat> the twist here is the uh, the psycho lesbian foil. That's gonna be Pandora. Ah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna see that. Oh, okay, okay. I like that. 
Yeah. Okay, let me add one more to this. Yes. Uh, do you know what a hemadere is? <laughs> um, I can look it up. It is, is hemate is is princess. It is basically um, the smug girl that feels herself superior to everyone else and has a very distinct laugh, which I'm not going to replicate. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Go I'll, on. I'll find it and post it in the. It's um. Oh jeez. Okay, yeah. I was trying to say there's actually like a male equivalent of it, but that? I can't remember the character. Who is the uh, the uh, the, uh, the villain from Final Fantasy VI? He basically has a masculine oh, version of this laugh. Kafka. Yeah, the Kafka yeah. laugh. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you gotta get Renge. Yeah, I'm gonna get Renge. Okay, Renge. Renge. Oh, I love Renge so much. <laughs> just blast it. Just blast it so you can hear I was it. Literally, I was literally thinking about watching Oran again the other day. Do it. I was just like, I was just like flipping through Netflix. I'm in the I wrong. Like, I could. I could watch Oran again. That's the f- like. Why not? Food. Fuck it. Whoops. Oh That's well. The food. Okay, go to the food channel and I'll listen. Just, to I'll that. just delete it and then I'll post it in the right place. No, keep it. Keep <laughs> it in food. People will be so confused. Keep it in food. We like okay. Scott Pilgrim, Gallivant, and Oran. Like I could watch any of those three at any given time. You you are the best yes. man. Um, but okay, so the Hemadari is the one who's you know, like smug, superior, who you just sort of. Yes. You, you teach them not to be a huge jerk in a lot of these games. And that... <laughs> yep, that, there you go. Yeah, okay. So, and that is going to be Hinamatsu. Because it's literally yes. under her name. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. yes. That's why that, it'll be that laugh, but it'll be like wooden. Oh, no. It's wood can it's laugh. Like, it's like a literal recording. Yeah, oh my god, I love that. Like, that laugh played through a, a wooden box. Oh, no. Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Doug, for this mental image. Okay. I need to hear Matsu now. Speaking of Doug, it's, it's Doug's me. turn. And I'm going to go with the guild. Mentally, this is pretty easy, huh. pretty, pretty vanilla, but it's mostly for, like... Me to make fun of. Okay, so we have the childhood friend where the game is like, this is obviously the the proper choice here, folks. And that's going to be Justice, obviously. Okay. So, you know, she's going to be kind of like the average nice girl one. Then we have the Kudere, which is going to be... Kudere is is sort of like the the chill, cold, emotionless one. Mm -hmm. And that is going to... Oh, man. Do I... Do it. Do it. I'm actually going to go with Fiona Gage on this. Ooh. Huh. Yeah, I can see that. Because originally it was going to be Crid, but I think Crid really needs to be the uh, mm-hmm. the crazy one. She has she has yeah. too much emotion nah. to be. Yeah, she, yes. Well, I mean, I could see her being cold most of the time and then just sudden just... Just snapping. Yes, awful. and just, just killing people. Just cuz. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just like... Always, always calm and logical. Like I, I could definitely see yeah, Dade being being that. Dade, Gage, uh, Dade, Gage. Yeah, yeah. No, no, sorry, Gage. Um, I decided that uh, Perdido is probably the ganky girl. Yeah. Despite you know yeah. leading leading the Ortegas, I think it's along the lines of like she's so incredibly confident in what she does that she can sort of be mm-hmm, chill and nonchalant and, and just have fun. And yeah, that, that yeah, I think that fits her pretty well. Um, am I missing anyone? Nelly. Nelly. Uh, actually, yes. Okay, Nelly. Nelly's got to be the ganky girl because she's annoying as hell. No, <laughs> no. Nelly. Nelly's the um actually. 
<laughs> Nellie's oh Nellie's the humidary. Okay. Oh no. Cause she's smug because oh, she no, knows I more wars than you. Yes. And also she's a lolly. Oh no. Because I oh, no. gives you even more reason not to go down that, that path, that oh, relationship no. path. What? I mean fair, but but no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. You're right. We just hate that you're right. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and they hated him because he was right. Okay. Actually, let's let's swap a few of these around. Cooterate, because we're, we're, we're doing Masters, but we're also doing Henchmen. Um, the new judge is going to be the Cooterate. Okay. Fair. Yeah, she seems like someone who can be really very stoic and up, not yeah. front, up front with her emotions at all. But I still want... Uh, Gage in there, and I think she's going to be the shy one. Aww. But also with just with a little bit of the, the crazy one in there, too, because that's part of her lore. Is she can snap yeah. and go on, like, a murderous spree that would make Crid jealous. Everything goes red. Yes. But I think that's enough for this for this hair. What with kind of like the vanilla faction and the vanilla, the gender that tends to be the main focus of these, but yeah, I feel like I'd go with Gil because I've been playing Guild lately. <laughs> also, I knew Roman was probably going to go with Arcanist. So, round so, two. Round two. We're go- we're going to go back through this real quick because a lot of these games, when you pursue a particular love interest, if you do things right, there's a good ending with that love interest, and if you do things wrong, there's a bad ending with that love interest. So, I want you to pick one of your uh, available bachelors or bachelorettes and tell us what happens during their good ending, what happens during their bad ending. Victoria. <laughs> well, clearly I'm choosing Seamus because it's so basic. Oh, jeez. In, in the bad ending, he kills you. Okay. And in the good ending, he still kills you, but he brings you back to life and you're part of his... His harem. Bell harem. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Nate. Oh, man. I gotta, tr- I gotta choose one of my dream boys? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, well, we're gonna go with the Draken Trooper. Okay. Uh, because in the good ending, um, he formed this very nice, you know, very, very nice, clean relationship. Very, very warm, very loving. Very wholesome. Um, and, and in the bad one, you burn down the entirety of Freyhold, so. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that still feels like a good ending, but. Because I'm sure I mean, the, I'm, I'm sure the Draco Trooper is just happy about that. I mean, again, you know, depends on who you are, but. <laughs> But you're not the Draken Trooper, so... Exactly. Right you you end up as a burnt corpse in, in the midst of everything that's happening. That makes... Yeah. yeah, and yeah. It, basically, it's the same path, like, going, except, like, there's one final decision where, like, the whole town burns <laughs> down. He just asks you, like, hey, should I burn down Freyhold? Yes. Or no. What to burn down. <laughs> exactly. You just had one choice to make at the very end, and you, you royally messed it up. It's like 10 hours of gameplay to get there. <laughs> you really better choose the right one. It's worded in such a way that it's really big, too. Okay, Roman. Alright, so in keeping with the fire theme... <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, yeah, you know. This is fun. Um, in keeping with the fire theme, uh, if you romance Karis, the good ending is she wants you to... to understand the the exuberant feeling she has of flight. So she, like, carries you along on one of her flights. And oh, also it. wants you to experience the exuberant feeling of burning down things that the guild owns. <laughs> uh, so the, the two of you work together on this flight, wherein 
she has you like hooked up like you would be to a a baby uh, Bjorn. <laughs> yeah, like a like a parachute, except it's her, and like she's throwing fireballs, and you have a, a flamethrower or flammenwerfer, which may have come from Cryholt. You never know. Um, and you just take out the entire guild enclave because that sounds fun. Yay! The yeah, you know, everything is, is burning, people are trying to run out, and you're just catching them on fire, and you can just see the big anime heart eyes in Karis's face. <laughs> uh, glitter everywhere, which is also on fire. In the bad ending, uh, the Lady Firestarter somehow convinces Karis that you are a guild plant, and <gasps> oh, the exact no. oh, no. same thing happens, except that she airdrops you onto the burning guild enclave. <laughs> ah. There it is. Oh, that, that's where the fall is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Eli. Alright, so we're going to go with the uh, the angel eyes path. So, in in the good ending, which is probably one of the only good endings in Neverborn where you survive, <laughs> uh, she convinces Nick, Nikima of your worth, and you are turned into a half-blood, and you get to spend your days with angel eyes. Aww. Uh, and in the... Uh, in the bad ending, she convinces you you need to try to run away, and while you're doing it, she changes her mind and just snipes you. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oof, sir. Alright. Oh, I'm next. Okay. You are next. That, that's a harsh dub. Alright. <laughs> Here we go. Angel Eyes never mixes her exes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the Nelly path here. <laughs> The Nelly path. So in the uh, in the good in the, in the good ending, you you part ways as amicable friends, right? <laughs> you know, respect each other. It was it was a nice breakup. You realize you weren't compatible for each other, mostly because she's annoying and she looks like a toddler. In the bad ending, you're forced to marry her. Oh, and deal with that for the rest of your life. <laughs> Wait, so which ending do you punch her in the face? Uh, you don't get to, sadly. That's a good ending with a different character. (laughs) Yes. Every other character's good (laughs) ending. Every other character's ending, you get to punch her in the face. (laughs) It just ends with you punching Nelly in the face. Okay. Alright. Next up is Nate. Go ahead and pick a topic for us. Alright, this is one I liked, so we're going with this one. Uh, create a sitcom about a few Malifaux characters. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of similar, similar style. You know, we're going with a media thing. Here. Okay. What? Uh, let's um, explain a sitcom. Do we need to do that? It's a situational a comedy. comedy. Yeah, but like there are comedies on TV that aren't sitcoms. Uh, fair. Like yeah. I believe the 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 distinction is sitcoms are episodic, so nothing really changes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, basically a comedy where usually a house or a group of people that just kind of do stuff and then nothing really changes and there's really not much character growth because they just kind of do the same thing. And that's why I'm choosing Gremlins because oh, that God. seems like exactly the sort of thing that they'd be about. So let's be fair here. And this is this is more of a concept thing. Gremlins as a whole would make for a really great kind of Seinfeld kind of show. Yes. So, like, let's take Fingers, Trixabel, Bert, and throw them all in an apartment or a house or whatever. And they're just having a good time, you know, doing stuff. But the problem is, 
with the Bayou and the Gremlins in general is that it's just a faction of Kramers. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that's just that's the chemical mixture we get here. With just, or without the racism, it is just various degrees of Kramer. <laughs> okay, in the Bayou. Just everyone trying to be the loudest character in the sitcom as possible. But those three in particular really stand out, stand out to me. Like, Fingers, Bird, and Trixabel as a sitcom. Oof. As kind of like their main three characters, but they're, yeah, basically all Kramer. Okay, Roman. Alright, so I'm going with Ten Thunders. Ooh. I don't think you actually have to elect a, a faction um, here. I know, but I'm I'm going. Th- that'll be the primary focus of this. Uh, as in all sitcoms, you'll have kind of your your core people, and then you'll go out from there. Uh, and this is going to be a, a story of, uh, and this is something Nate and I have talked about for uh, a while on a more narrative subject. But uh, I want to see the kind of the, the cheers idea of at the end of the, the day or the mission or whatever, the the Ten Thunders operatives show up and, and bitch about their problems uh, <laughs> with the other faction that they have as their secondary kind of more based off the, the M2E idea. This works a little more broadly where everybody and their brother had a secondary faction in the Thunders. Uh, but especially uh, Lynch, who is not at all in charge of his own destiny, uh, and McCabe who, again, is not at all in charge of his own destiny. And they, they would kind of be the, you know, you're at Lynch's bar, McCabe comes in out of whatever job he had, where he had the, the magical trinket, like, so close, and missed it, or had it, and now has to, you know, mess it up, or, or fakeify it for, used to be the guild, now for the explorers, presumably. Um, and you have that. And then occasionally you can throw in, like, Mei Fang, like, oh, will I, won't I, with English Ivan... Uh, like, can we go to the next level of our relationship? Because he's going to find out what I do, and secretly already knows, but I can't tell my bosses that because Misaki's going to stab me. So the show is just called Honey Pot. Yeah! <laughs> yep. And it's just Lynch bartending for the rest of the Ten Thunders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm firmly a believer in this concept. Excellent. I knew you would be. Then. Okay. Brumath for cameos every once in a while. Of course, he's got to drop off the new uh, the new stuff. And whenever uh, Lynch tries to give him a, hey, have you tried my latest brew? He just pours it down the drain every time. <laughs> into the nearest plant, which then turns into a horrible <laughs> Just got tentacles. <laughs> this is a plant with tentacles now. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. That's a whole episode right there. There it is. Okay, Eli. All right. So you got Zoraida. Uh-huh. You got Datsuba. Oh, no. Uh-huh. You got Abuela. What? You got the yes. girl. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, Eli. I love it. My hero. That's, that's really... I don't have anything more than that. I just thought that would be that would be all I needed. It's strong. It's a strong concept. I like it. It is. Just living in a house in the quarantine. A plus. <laughs> yeah, Let's go. I mean, on top of, like, the normal, you know... Golden Girls interactions, they're actually trying to murder each other and just failing regularly. <laughs> yeah. Wait, isn't that so, a plot of Golden Girls? <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're all assassins. <laughs> also, is this would this version be called Soulstone Girls? Yes. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> Doug's turn. Now, this is not like 
I don't have characters in mind on this. I just have a concept that I think would make a great, great sitcom, and that's just, um, yeah, we'll go with stirring a, a couple guild guard or something. Maybe just, maybe just some homesteaders or guild guard just out in, out in the middle of uh, bleh, the street. Bleh. Sorry, I, I think I had a stroke. Um, we'll say the Northern Hills. Sure, let's let's go to the Northern Hills. Really, really, really north here. Northern Hills in a in a you know, podunk town uh, with like no one living in it, and it's like it's so mundane and boring. Like nothing exciting happens here. Like bad things happen in Malfo, except for except for here. And so like uh, it's it's very casual supernatural stuff. So it's like, oh, you hear about that, that Johnson kid? It's heard he heard he you heard he turned into like a, a, a swamp creature or something. Ah, oh, that's that sucks. That's the fourth one this week or some other bullshit where they're like very casually referring to the small bad things that happen, but nothing really exciting happens. And so it's just like small town living with a bunch of you know boring hicks doing things that are important to them while we know the like really important things are going like a tyrant's manifesting or there's a war going on and whatnot and they're just being chill and i'm basically basing this off of letter kenny of all things because i just started watching that and i really like it i mean yeah no that's brilliant better better So yeah that's that's my concept no interesting characters from from malfo itself just some dudes. Like so it. some cannibals came up to Stan the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, Victoria. I'm just gonna steal our head cannon. Oh yeah, about one. Seamus and Molly living in a house together with just a no. bunch of bells and just getting into shenanigans. Bell house. Bell house. And this is this is where we find oh, out. Oh no! This is uh, where we find out that the Bell's secret talent is sounding exactly like an ice cream truck, and um, <laughs> they can't do that anymore. It's no longer stats. Dang it! Stats at eight was it way back in the day? It was it was eight lure. Yeah. yeah, stat eight lure. Yeah, Jesus! Um, like the yeah, only yeah. way that that could like universally lure anything in is if it sounded like an ice cream truck. That's fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and go completely in a different direction instead of them like living the nuclear family life. Uh-huh. But you know, with dead people. It's Seamus. And we find out that like Seamus has like an absurd amount of necromantic power. Uh-huh. But we never see him use it because it's mostly like kept up for this little drama thing he's got going on. He decided that'd be really interesting if he could have like a school for the undead. <laughs> Where all these, like, nice. teenage zombies are getting into high school shenanigans. We're going to call it Saved by the Bell. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just set up I'm, for that shitty joke. I'm, I'm done. disappointed in you. I've never been more proud of you. <laughs> Isn't that basically what Von Struck is doing? That's oh, like, shit. Yeah, that is. No, he runs a college. It's different. But, Excuse oh, me. Man. One sec. Okay, yeah. Monstruck yeah, doesn't have the uh, the copyright for the bells. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's that, true. Okay, fair. Roman, you're next. All right, so I'm going to go, uh, instead of a, a genre style, we're going to go character focus. And what character from a non Malifaux media do you think would fit in the Maliverse? Uh, oh, shit. Now, quite possibly my new favorite word. So, in the Maliverse, I personally think. All of the crew from Cowboy Bebop would work really well, but 
what I want to focus on for mine is Edward and, by extension, Ayn. Because, again, Creepy has various powers child and their abnormal companion of bestial design. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah, so it's essentially, like... You can just put them in anywhere, and it's you're you're playing the Mushroom Samba episode of Cowboy Bebop, but with a Malifaux vibe. So I, I guess being Old West Victorian, you're you're playing Tank on a tinny piano or a uh, oh a clavier. Yeah. Okay. All right. I realize I don't have an answer for this. I got to look shit up real quick. All right, Eli. <laughs> All right. So uh, maybe it's because I've been playing the game a lot recently, but. Like, basically any character from Borderlands would fit in here, but yeah. I've, I've narrowed it down to, like, my favorite two. The Handsome Jack, who would do amazing as a guild character, uh, right? Or, and the Arcanist, Korg. Oh, good yeah. God. Yeah. He becomes a master, Willie goes with him. Mr. Tellar. Explosions? <laughs> okay. Okay, I heard I heard Porg, like the weird poffin things from Star Wars. <laughs> Took me a second to realize <laughs> what you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Oh, fucking Torg. Yeah, Mr. Torg would be an awesome. Mr. Mr. Torg. 10 out of 10 would play. <sighs> fucking. Oh, man. Is this, is this something that would... I'm trying to decide if this would be something that would be good in Malifaux, or just I want to fucking see in Malifaux. I'm surprised, um, Eli. I figured you'd go with Tannis. You know, she she was up there. I could see her as like an enforcer in some crew. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, actually, no, I got this. Okay. And again, this is definitely like, I just want to see this character in the Malifaux-verse more than like, I think they'd be, they'd be the greatest fit. I want Joseph Joestar. God damn it, I- so what you're about to say is you want to see Joseph Joestar in Malifaux. I want to see Joseph Joestar in Malifaux, Nani. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good. I mean, that's basically like Malifaux yeah, levels of ridiculousness with slightly less depressing shit. Well, and the Joseph's just- in like the right time frame. Yeah. Slight, I think slightly more. Uh, no, I think it's exactly like... The uh, they have a friendly Nazi, so that's like 30 years oh, more. Uh, okay, yeah. Is Jonathan in the right year, or is it like between there? Would be John, I think uh, Jonathan might be a little bit closer, but I don't, I don't give a shit. Joseph's better, so... Yeah, <laughs> no. On the other hand, we could just skip straight to Josuke as a uh, as a Tony. Uh, yeah, I like to see stands and fucking Malifaux. That'd be pretty. I want cool. to. I just a Tony alt that's just dressed like Josuke. Oh shit! Yeah, right? that'd be great. The coat and the hat and just yeah. <laughs> well, now you got to come up with something else. No, I, I have a second one. Okay, Victoria. She's eating. Sorry, I've been snacking. Probably really super basic, but um. Vanessa from Penny Dreadful. Nice. Mm. Which one was that? She was the clairvoyant. Okay, yeah. With, like, the weird demon shit going on that I didn't actually stay around to watch. <laughs> yeah. Eva, Eva Green. Yeah, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. Yeah, she does a great job. The best part is, like, it doesn't require you to, like, think outside the box as far as fitting yeah. them in there. Yep. 
Ugh. But, like, that was the first thing that came to my mind was, like, oh, Penny Dreadful, clearly. The but only correct answer. I guess I never explained why I wanted to see Joseph <laughs> in there. We just, like, squeed over the fact of having the same idea. Because his whole thing is being, like, he's kind of got superpowers, but he's in way over his head. He's <laughs> fighting tyrants here, and he manages to outsmart them. And having those, like, he's stories. Very yeah, he's, he's very Tony. I don't think she has sun punchy powers, but... I mean, Adrenaline, Hammond, same thing. Uh, I mean, I would love to see her, like, get into fights <laughs> with mostly naked vampires, but... But yes, the idea of someone, like, being your super average person fighting gods and actually succeeding? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how, what I want to say. Okay, Nate's turn. Well, I mean, I can't say Dio now, because that's very <laughs> obvious. <laughs> Uh, so I'm just going to go with Ash Williams. It's like a solo outcast dude. Just like enforcer, henchman, just on his own, shotgun, chainsaw hand. He's done. Ash Williams. Can I just say I'm really surprised he's not in there already? Yeah, right? right? Like, just, he's in Malifaux, but he's like from like the 80s and just like is here now. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, like, chainsaw ha- hands are not the most ridiculous thing to have in Malifaux. Yeah, we have chainsaws. We have metal arms. Right in. Just give him a shotgun and a chainsaw, and just let him let him go at the uh, the Neverborn, the Resurrectionist. He works at S Market. What's his what what ability does he get for the chin? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, Intimidating authority. (laughs) 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 Ah. The um, question is, what does the Hail to the King baby ability do? Seduce. Mm, uh, yeah, I'd either seduce or uh, maybe summons an old mo- Oldsmobile. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was pretty great. Eli, you're up next. Alright, so I'm going to go with uh, character from Malifo is going to be interviewed on Steam-Powered Scoundrels. Oh shit. Pick a character and describe how you think that interview would play out. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm going to go with uh, with Marcus on this one. And I think the way I think it would go is like we'd expect like, oh, he's Marcus. He's the terrifying beast master. He's going to be like dangerous, but he's going to come on the show and he's going to be like super chill. And he's going to have a lot of like deep, well thought out ideas on, you know, just current events or just like interesting topics that we we come up with. Yeah, I mean, he's a professor still. Yeah, know. like, you, you see the, the wild exterior, but you forget, like, this dude is legitimately a professor from... What uh, what college is he from? I don't I sure. know. Oxford? Oxford? Oxford with Ramos. Uh, not with Ramos, with uh, McMor- He was a professor with McMorning. Yeah, I thought so, but I didn't want to just assert that it was Oxford, but yeah. Did so everyone like, go to Oxford? Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but in, in that I think case, that was like a for you. He's a, a very learned, very... Uh, Deep thinking person, and it would be it'd be a pleasant interview until he fed us to his pets. <laughs> I like I I find it hilarious that you think like we do decent interviews here. <laughs> he would he would make it better. We'd ask him some dumb questions like ten minutes later. <laughs> so like, hey Marcus, I have this idea for like this awful 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 fucking animal. Could you make it, Marcus? <laughs> could you make it? Could you? I mean, don't do it, but theoretically, could you? We're like, we're like really derogatory, and then like he just makes the best of the episode, and it's the most listened episode of all time. Yeah, <laughs> I think starts ex- starts explaining how like making that animal would affect the the food chain and the 
environment and the everything else. Uh, he would, he would yeah. sit there and ruin every single mythical creature that we tried to, to bring up to him. He's like, nope, wouldn't work because of this. We're like, that's no fun. Dude, come on! Come on, Marcus! <laughs> but I wanted cockatrice! Nope! Bro! He's already tried that. It didn't work. That would actually be a very interesting story. I just want you to make a cassowary the size of an F-150, man. Come on. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. Well, I'm assuming that this is still our kind of format and we're intervie- interviewing him over the internet. Mm. So the things he creates don't immediately kill us. <laughs> and actually, I'm going to go with that for... I don't know. For, oh, are you not done? I, I assume that if we're like interviewing characters, somehow we've managed to do it in person. Oh, no. Yeah. That was kind of my assumption as well. Well, shit, Wait, I can't use my answer then. Sorry? I mean, you can do whatever you want. We all have our own assumptions. Okay. Yours. Okay. All right. All right, okay. Dougie time. Dougie time. Yeah. Uh, Dougie. Actually, literally Dougie time, because I feel like the character that exudes... <laughs> the character that exudes the most steam-powered scoundrel's energy of all of Malfo is Douglas oh, McMorning. No. Yep, that's fair. Oh, you're right. The Michael Morning interview. <laughs> the Michael Morning interview. <laughs> Uh, he is 100% down with our memes and our food memes. He's better at, at it than us. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of intimidating. Put Eli and I to shame. Absolutely. The one true ginger. The one true ginger. <laughs> Ooh. Also, weirdly enough, a budding rap career, of all things. Because yeah. you can't live down I mean, the Mackle Morning meme. We all saw it coming. Yeah, we did. But yeah, we could talk about, like, it's basically the same the exact thing with Marcus, but, you know, even less, like, morals to try to dance around. It's like, hey, can you put these two things together to make this? And he'll do it. Can you make a wagon, but instead of wheels, it's just a bunch of legs tied to a wheel? <laughs> so it just sounds like people running as a run and goes along. Ooh! It's a wagon, but it actually has four human legs. <laughs> We can ask him to legs and two human arms. He just runs on all four. We can ask him to make hand horse. He can make the luggage from Discworld. Yes. He can make ball of arms, man. Ball of arms, God. He can make arms fall off, boy. But no, were you guys around for? You guys had to have been around for hand horse. Hand horse. Hand horse. Yep. Yeah, it's just a horse, but instead of hooves, it's big human hands, and it makes the most uncomfortable noise as it runs. Just... <laughs> God. Oh, okay. It's coming. Victoria. <laughs> oh, um, God. Um, God isn't a alpha character. <laughs> um, God so is you. Everything. Uh, down. I guess... <laughs> Why are you laughing? Interview sip. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> Just constantly. Ideas, congratulations. Constantly off topic. Like we don't actually say anything. We don't get to speak at all. <laughs> oh no! I understand the chatty aura thing now. Oh, yeah, God. That's it. Yeah. You asked him one question, and like ten minutes later, you're talking about something completely. So, different. Zip, how are you? Two hours later. Well, that was a good interview. 
it's the third time you've heard his life story in this conversation. <laughs> and it's been embellished upon every time. And it was very important to the point he was trying yeah, to Yeah, no, it's not even embellished upon. It's completely different every time. <laughs> not even close to the same story. I can hear you have food in your mouth. Sorry. You want to get a bowl? No, no, no. No, because I can definitely hear it pick up the bag noise every time I'm you sorry. stick your hand in there. Go get a bowl. It's okay. I'll just stop putting my hand in there. It's fine. Then how are you going to get the snacks out? Yeah, get a bowl. I'm not going to eat snacks. <laughs> the answer is that I'm going to stop snacking while we're recording. No, snacking. Get one of those old because people. Because every stop. time it comes up to my turn, I'm eating. Get one of those old people grabby arms. You have a set girl, how do you not know? <laughs> you think she pays attention during these? No, I am paying attention, but sometimes you guys talk forever, okay? Oh yeah, I guess you are after dogs. So <laughs> Oof. Okay. Now, Nate, it's your turn. Alright, so um, speaking of models with uh, chatty auras... Uh, we're going. We're going a whole different direction. Well, not a whole different direction. Instead of zip, who was kind of my first thought, we're going with uh, fingers. Oh boy! And really, really, what happens is Doug asks him one question, and like it's a one-on-one interview. It's Doug and fingers in a room. They're talking. Doug is talking to fingers. Ask him one question, and by the time fingers is done talking about it, Doug has been robbed blind. <laughs> I'm naked at this point. Fingers <laughs> <laughs> gone. Your mic's gone. You're you're completely naked and fingers is gone. <laughs> huh. And you, well, you don't know what happened. You still publish the episode though. Somehow. He <laughs> publishes it for me because he has my computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he edits and publishes the episode for you. What a nice guy. Cuts out everything Doug says. <laughs> I mean let's 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 face it, those are the bad parts of the episode anyways. Oh no. Oh. Hey, I can do self-deprecating humor. It's my show. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we have Eli for that, though. <laughs> I am actually going to go get a bowl. Go get a bowl for your snacks. <laughs> go get gonna... a bowl. I need my go snacks. Get a, go get a bowl while, while Eli... T- well, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's Roman. It's Roman's. Yeah. Roman's Sorry, story. Roman. Oh. I found this oddly difficult. Uh, because I kept having to make myself say something other than so we interview Nelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that. That you know, we're ne- that joke is never going to get old. So it, it's never going to get old. Well, and then the the question is, does it turn into she turns it around and turns it into an interview of Doug? Let's just put it out there. Nelly interviews Steam Hard Scoundrels. That joke, it's done. Well, the, the other joke is she starts trying to, and then every answer Doug gives is a punch to the face. <laughs> so I'm every answer is just so bad. <laughs> Stop talking! <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's not my answer. My answer is instead, I, I really want us to interview Willie. <gasps> yes! Uh, again, because he's a good demo man. He's gotta have some brains about him, and I, I feel like from past headcanons we've talked about, he's actually, like, really introspective and thoughtful, and has a bunch of big world thoughts. And he has a, a PhD! Cool, interesting guy to talk about. Yeah. What? He has a PhD. Exactly. Blown stuff upology. Yeah. Actually, it's uh, English lit. <clears throat> <laughs> Communications. 
from the fry. Um, Every one of his uh, his big demolitions is preceded by a Shakespearean monologue. Why could I? Yeah, a sonnet or a, a monologue that for some reason I forgot that word for a second. So yeah, short and sweet. Cool. Oh, they've all That's been good. short and sweet. Okay, ready? All One, right. two, three, snacks. Snack time! Okay. Big bowl of snacks. Because I got... There we go. I got do you, do you want to do a second round? I don't care. I, don't have like, I do not have to be the only person to elect a second round. You want to do a second round, Eli? It's up to you. I mean, if everyone else is up for it, like, I would do it. I could. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I'm going to need a second, but I'll, I can figure something out. I'll go to Outcast for this one. Where's my phone at? It's funny you should say that, because I was going to outcast for this one. Oh, nice. We didn't really uh, choose this person to uh, to be interviewed. They just sort of appeared in whatever room we're interviewing them in. Uh, Jack Daw shows up. Nope! Oh, no. No! no. After uh, several moments of us trying to ask him questions, and just getting straight silence and weird stares... We uh, decide maybe we should leave the room, and that's when the uh, audio clips to just static with the occasional screaming, and uh, no one knows who actually publishes the episode, but it's out there for people to hear. Yeah, it's what just like the, the description is the Zalgo text. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, he's founder of a horror podcast. I feel like that's how he finds his next victims. Is whoever listens to it, he comes out of the uh, the recording. Ah. Uh. Oh, okay. okay. We're doing a rain thing with the jack dog. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's great. I mean, like in a terrible way, but <laughs> I, like again, I the 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 I like to think that he still makes the the completely senseless chattering noise, but everyone <laughs> he's talking to fully totally understands, understands him. Yeah. It's like, oh wow, wow, very insightful. Who knew he spoke? He spoke French. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Who knew I spoke French? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're back. We're, we're back to Doug, and I'm going to say it because someone's going to think, "Why hasn't Doug talked about this character yet?" This is a steam-powered Scalzers episode. What the fuck is wrong with him? Is he sick? Is he uh, dying? Here it I, is. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 interview Tony Ironside so we can experience Doug being incredibly awkward and shy for once on this podcast. Oh, that'd be adorable. I'd actually Aww. hear that. Uh, hi, Miss yeah. Welcome to Steve Powered Scoundrels. I love you. What? Sorry. What? <laughs> you, probably, you probably deserve a bed to be on a better podcast than this. We only get like 300 lessons. Go talk to Craig or, or, or Kyle. But thanks for coming on, anyways. <laughs> I like your hair. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, that's the joke. All right, moving on, Victoria. <laughs> Fuck once again. Uh, you're geez. after me. I know, but I can never guess how long you're gonna talk. So just like, don't eat a snack when it's Eli. When Eli's done. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. No, I'm not mad. I'm gonna keep this in here so people know that you like snacks. Be like, I do like snacks. Oh, I, re- I can relate to Victoria now because I, myself, enjoy snacks. <laughs> I do enjoy snacks. <laughs> As a human person. I also feel like we don't uh, yeah. rag on you oh, enough already. Right? <laughs> As a zognoid, I mean human. <laughs> Fucking zognoid. Who's your, who's your second candidate for interviews. God. Um, Again, not a character of Malifaux. Fuck <laughs> you! I over this. 
Fuck you. Um, Guildhound. Because <laughs> it's a good boy. Dogs. Good dogs. Delicious. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that'd be a great, that'd be a fucking great, great interview. Lucius. Oh, no. Lucius oh, Matheson. Lucius oh. Gustavius Fitzwillies. Oh, no. The Right Honorable Lucius. Oh, man, I, 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 I have to memorize that name. Uh, I'm just imagining all of us being us Lucius being Lucius. <laughs> He would either love it or hate it. Probably love it. It would be an absolute fu- He would tear us apart. Oh, yeah. We would we would it would be a roast for the centuries. We would, we would absolutely hate each other by the end of it. We wouldn't even notice it happening. <laughs> he would tear this podcast apart. You know what? Actually, I think he would enjoy it. And it would just be us being as catty as possible to each other. Yeah, like he would turn us on each other. And he would love it. It would be great. By the end of the episode, somebody has left and gotten into the car and is driving to someone else's house to commit murder. <laughs> and we are all playing killed now. Uh, right? Uh, perfect. Oh. All right. Best Mr. Lucius, can I call you Lucy? I'm going to call you Lucy. You can't stop First me. First up, I really enjoy the outfit you brought to this. Very brave. <laughs> On this audio format. <laughs> <laughs> How much have you had to drink? Jesus. I've had the spiked seltzer and this jasmine. But this is a double, and I'm almost done. Oh, shit. I only got like an hour left. Fuck. Okay, well, let's move. Nate. Get on my All right. level. Alright, uh, Steam Powered Scoundrels is getting political. Because uh, we're going to host the first uh, State of the Bayou address with uh, <laughs> President Lenny. Okay. <laughs> that's that's the episode. That that's, seems that's that seems right. I'm, that's what I'm choosing. We're we are hosting the State of the Bayou. Okay. With with, with Lenny Jones as president. President Lenny Jones. President Lenny. Salute. President General Lenny Jones. Gremlin General. Salute. <laughs> okay, Rose. I'm, I'm like. I'm, like, half disappointed that that really didn't go anywhere, but also, like, not at all surprised. (laughs) I'm just trying to think of an interview with him, and I'm wondering... No, like, I'm talking about, like, in the fluff, like... Oh, okay. The gremlin, the whole gremlin general thing, like, went nowhere, and I'm not at all surprised, but also slightly disappointed. (laughs) Went nowhere so far. So far. It went nowhere except Lenny got an ability. I feel like we predicted what was going to happen. They're like, fuck, we can't use that in the fluff now. There. <laughs> also possible, yeah. Okay. Victoria's reading memes. Um, we're back yeah. around to... Uh, we're Roman. Roman's next. Sorry, Roman, I almost skipped oh, you. It is me. Um, I, was, I was eating a snack, sorry. God damn it. Snack cast. We're no longer steam-powered scoundrels for the snack cast. So the the other character I, I think would be just a delight to to get interesting information out of would be Von Schill. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because again, like we've seen in Bullet, like no amount of of alcohol can get information out of him unless it's like sodium pentol. <laughs> 
So it would be it would be like the zip interview, except it would actually be thought out. Like he, he would he would give us occasional mm, yeah grunts and <laughs> and or oh what do you think about this thing? I could tell you, but that's classified. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we will, however, have to end it with a uh, Mr. Von Schills, sir. Uh, could you please rip your shirt off for the audience? Oh, that, that's one of the ploys that he has to, to get off of a question that he doesn't have a way around. That's the only ploy he has. Just yeah, exactly. puts on a new we shirt. Him, we give him a bonus, like a bonus, like, alright, if you don't want to answer this question, just tear your shirt off. Roll now. Rip. I haven't even asked the question, sir. <laughs> I didn't want to answer it. I don't want to be here. <laughs> That's understandable. <laughs> Alright. I get to pick a new topic. Hooray. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. I can force you guys to, like, give me ideas here. So, actually, yeah, we're going to go with this. Which What's one topic you wanted to cover on SPS but haven't been able to or have the means to do? Ugh, god damn it, Doug. Fuck. And take this as broadly as you want. It doesn't actually have to be a topic or just... What's something you want to do and slap the steam-powered scoundrels label onto it that you obviously can't do right now? So, yeah, let's make that more general. So you can just drag our name through the mud, which is already caked in mud, let's be perfectly honest. But I would like to somehow blackmail someone from Weird onto coming onto the show. Not for, like, an actual interview, but to force them to do a Friday Night Fodown with us. That would be awesome. Are you gonna... Okay, I, I've got all the answers I want for what's coming up with, with Mal. Like, no, 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 no. We're gonna talk about dicks. Yeah, we're gonna talk about... We're gonna talk about shipping. <laughs> Let's talk about... But ship episode two, Mason. <laughs> Let's talk about your thoughts. Come on, weird. We we need all of them to play wed bed behead. Yes. 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 Oh no. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's oh, great. Okay. All right, Victoria. Mm. Any topic, huh? Any topic or uh, formats or I mean, it could just be a pie eating contest. I don't. I don't give a shit. Uh, uh, just an episode where we just talk about our cats. Yeah, I'm game for that. At the very least, we could do like a mini sode for the patrons. Yeah, they everyone don't... here could talk about their cats for like at least an hour. Yeah, <laughs> talk about. I could talk about Bootsy and Stanley for like <laughs> two hours at least yeah. about how how chubby Bootsy's belly is and how much I love to pat it. Catisode. Okay, maybe we'll do a catisode. See, we're already making progress here. <laughs> if you want to hear us do a catisode, let me know in some kind of comments. Or send it to me psychically. You know who you are. <laughs> Wouldn't we be the cat-powered scoundrels? Everything's cat-powered. Everything is powered by cats. So it's just well, implied. It's touch the beans. I'm gonna touch the beans. Touch the beans. They're right here. Beans. He's not happy. <laughs> Alright, Nate. Man, I don't really have a good answer for this, but like... <laughs> None of them are gonna be good answers, let's be honest. <laughs> not like, I'm just gonna get real here for a second. Like, I just... I wanna do like another tournament recap. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. We need a tournament just, for a tournament recap. Exactly. Like, it just it feels like... Malifaux just seems like so far away. 
Oh, yeah, oh, you're also you're you're talking about the in person one, like we did for yeah. uh, Indie like Storm. Being being real, being in person, being being live, sloshed and sitting around touching, Roman's table, touching another human being, screaming out. Touching me, me, touching you. Touching you. There was a lot of screaming during those two episodes. Yeah. That was yeah. I was very drunk by the end of the second one. <laughs> I was the second the beginning one. Beginning of the second one. I'm pretty drunk now, actually. Yeah, I can tell. Roman. <laughs> uh, once again, Nate and I are on brain Wi-Fi because I was thinking, oh, as far as things to do on the podcast or not, like I would love if we could just have. Everybody together for a steam-powered scoundrels run tournament. Uh, yeah, and that would be great and wonderful, and not happening anytime soon. Damn it, Hamlin. Nope. Um, so instead, my my follow-up thought is we should get our all-out brawl redo finished. Yes, and then I would love if we could like play that on Vassal. We can. Record it. We can't play it on Vassal? Crap. No, we can't. We just gotta play it through the Breach Vassal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think it'd be it'd be fun to, to do that, and if we can get a video of that up on YouTube or something, that would be fun. Yeah, I think that's actually possible. We could do that. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Alright, Eli. Alright, so, I think it'd be great if we could do, like, a very cliched thing where we have an RPG that we're playing, and we turn it into a podcast. <gasps> I'd love to play through uh, the breach. Real actual play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I could uh, probably run that sometime. At the very, at the very least, I can't hold a schedule that will allow for continuous role playing. At least not during the COVID, or just in general. I don't have yeah. a set schedule oh, at, the, at the hospital. Like it's just you're working three days this week. You'll find out the, the whims of big medicine. <laughs> I have a Big character pharma. ready. We could just get you fired. That would. That would <laughs> you know, we'll just roll in Lodi Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> the shotgun boy. Shotgun boy, too powerful. Shotgun boy, very powerful, yes. Uh, you know, Locke would be there, too. Yeah, Locke and Lodi. All right, that was my topic, Victoria. Your second topic, you need to look at the list. I do need to look at the I'm going to get another drink and my do own it. snacks while you guys are doing this. So, my next topic. Yeah. For propaganda reasons, each faction decides uh, to put on a musical. What faction puts up what musical? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, Victoria. So, what do you I mean, oh, no? This one. I didn't want to answer this one, but I'm... Too bad! <laughs> So clearly I'm doing Resurrectionists. Of course. Of course. And my dear favorite faction of Resurrectionists will do Beetlejuice, the musical. Oh. I was actually expecting Repo. Well, I mean, Repo is also a great choice, but like... Yeah, that is is the classic Reser musical. But like, that's so basic, and Beetlejuice... I feel like Beetlejuice is a great alternative to Repo the Genetic Opera. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Repo the Genetic Opera. Also, the Evil Dead musical could fit into Resurrectionist pretty well. Again, See, I haven't. It's I have, so good. I have it neither. So good. I have if neither. You get a chance to don't even listen to it. Like the music's good, and if you get to see it, and usually like performances of it do a splash zone, 
get in the splash zone and get yourself covered in blood. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the soundtrack's on Spotify. I'm pretty okay. sure it is too, and I've seen it live. It's great. Yes. Okay, well, I haven't heard it yet, and um, I absolutely haven't seen it, so that would be... At least listen to it, because the music is really good from the Evil Dead musical. Okay. Um, and I guess I'm after you, unless you've got anything else to add to your um, your thoughts nope. on Beetlejuice musical. Nope. Um, so my, my thought is, and this is why I didn't want to answer this, because <laughs> for some reason, this is stuck in my head. And it's probably because it's one of my favorite musicals of all time. The, I'm, I'm seeing a Bayou version of Jesus Christ Superstar. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically starring Burt Jebson as Jesus. Oh, man. And oh, Fingers man. as Judas. No! <laughs> I don't know why Fingers and Burt have turned into my favorite, like, Malifo characters, but they really have. And I see them as as Jesus and Judas in a Jesus Christ Superstar musical <laughs> produced by the Gremlins. Okay, that's fantastic, Roman. Uh, so, uh, so what's the name? The guy. Oh, well, gone. No, go, go for it. The wa- the walk across my swimming pool guy. Who's that? Herod. Herod. Oh, King oh, Herod. Yeah, that's Stormer. Yeah. That's Somer. Yeah. Somer is absolutely King Herod. God, Eli. Uh, yeah, that just awakened <laughs> something special in my heart right now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for adding that to my... You're my, so welcome. My headcanon of, of Gremlin Jesus Christ Superstar. That's what, that's what the world needed. <laughs> Roman. So mine is also Gremlin-based. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> But in this case, they're doing the Book of Mormon. Yeah! <laughs> I didn't even think about the Book of Mormon. Shit. <laughs> well, and here's the twist. All of the, like, villagers, I guess, for lack of a better term, in, in the Book of Mormon, they're the actual gremlins. Oh, the, no. The, the Mormons that are coming to give them the good word are regular humans. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, that's terrible, but I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Well, and, and, you know, as, as Gomans do, they're going to take it, twist it, and do their own thing with it. Yeah, no, it worked. <laughs> but it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, so good. Alright, Eli. Okay. So my first instinct was to go, Marcus single-handedly does cats. But... I'm, yeah, the I'm working on a concept that is Guild does Captain or Doctor Horrible's sing along blog. Is <laughs> <laughs> this back when McMorning was Guild? Uh, yes. Okay. Of yes. course, it, of course, his cast is Neil Patrick Harris. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. No. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris would make a great. Like, so, Mister McMorning, yes. sir, uh, you're going to have to play a villain here. Now, I know. Realize it's probably not anything you're used to doing. <laughs> <laughs> you really got to give it your all if you can. So, who's, who's playing Captain Hammer? Well, seeing as Guild is making it, the douchey punching person has got to be Tony. <laughs> mm. Just, just rope her in, or, or what? Well, I mean, you know, we need the hero, the quote hero of the people. Yeah, the, no, no, the that's what everyone looks up to. But the guild is exposing them as being secretly a douchebag. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's but are you how, how, how are you getting the actual Tony Ironsides to do this? 
Oh, you're not. You're just getting someone to it's, act like Tony. Bernadette. Okay, listen. Bernadette Bates. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the mu- It's the mu- The magic of musical Tony Light. Like anything can happen. As directed by Nelly. No. 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 Uh, she would turn it into uh, what's the what's the one? News South news? Pacific. Oh, ugh. oh no! Exactly. Uh, I retract my statement. Uh, uh, that's, that's what happens when Nelly directs a musical. It becomes South Pacific, no matter what the musical is. Exactly. I feel like. Be, wait, wait, wait! It, it couldn't be Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> no, it's Nelly. <laughs> oh shit! What? Just. I feel like this could be its own episode, but we just go down the list of all the musicals ever and then decide which faction's putting it on and why. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Let's, hey, hey, let's hey Doug, I'm, I'm going to go back a, a step to where we talk about what we wanted to do as a, as a format, and I'm going to say that. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. very good. I have, like, a, just oh, so many... You had, a, you had a legitimate good idea for that, so I'm going to take a whole musical episode. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're it's it's me, right? Yeah, me. Yeah, I have a lot of <laughs> a lot of ideas. One. One for now. First up, let's let's go back to that whole Marcus does cast thing. No, I think <laughs> it's going to be the entirety of the mimics, and they're basically doing the shitty CG movie version of no. cats, but in real life because they can actually make themselves look like that. No, is it the is it the butthole cut? <laughs> that was why it was Marcus, because he made all of the cats. No, he no. He made all no, of the cats. No, no. Yeah, but I think or, Marcus would, like, do or, too good of a job of fuck. Whereas. Or Kaylin Abernathy. Yep. I uh, have that uh, guitar riff followed by the meow going meow! through my head now. No, not that one. No, different meow? Yeah, the. Oh, the from, from the one. actual one. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen either, like, any version of cats, so I just know that the new version is awful, so. <clears throat> But, okay. Let's go with Arcanus. Okay. Um, you picked this one, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do a second round? Sure, we can do a second round. Hold on. Okay. Hang on, let me get oh, through this. Oh, we're doing a second round? Fuck. Yeah, Victoria's saying we do a second round, so we do a second round. Victoria! Victoria, why? Because I like this one. I like musical theater, okay? And also, I found the thing. Four minutes? I don't... It's the entirety of the Rum Tug Tugger, but it's it's in there. The Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah, the Rum Tum Tugger. Because that's his actual name, is yes. the Rum Tum Tugger. He's a cat. He's a cat. Yeah. Okay. And we'll it's go, right at the beginning. We'll go so. with Artemis. And I have, like, probably, like, the best answer. In fact, it's so good, it's boring. But first off, my joke answer, my joke answer is Hamilton. Because nice. the Arcanists can flaunt the fact that they haven't liked more than two black people <laughs> in their faction. But that's my joke answer. My real answer is the boring one, which is going to be Newsies. Because <laughs> it's literally about unions. And mm-hmm. they can just sort of, like, shove it into Nellie's face at the same time. Because I hate Nellie. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, big surprise. <laughs> Really enough, like, the guy that runs the propaganda department is sort of, yeah, a Pulitzer-looking douchebag. Anyways, yes. And then, and then in celebration of this, the Arcanists finally get dual faction newsies. Please. I want it. But yeah, there we go. Yeah, second time around. Victoria. Oh, no, this is not at all what I thought it would be. <laughs> Nothing, no one. I wasn't looking up Spring Awakening. 
<laughs> you said you wanted to do a second. Sorry. Go ahead. I apologize. Avenue Q. Oh. The Outcasts. Oh, yeah. the Outcasts. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I, too, have desired Muppet versions of all of the Outcasts. Avenue F. Frail. I'd watch it. Hey, here's the question. Here's the most important question. Who's Gary Coleman? They get the actual Gary Coleman. They travel through oh, okay. time. <laughs> they travel through time for Gary Coleman. So, so Karina gets Gary Coleman. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, um, and and Levi is clearly clearly tricky monster. Okay. I'm not sorry. All right, there we go. Okay. No, <laughs> Why I, are you looking? I'm at? looking that up because instead of it being the actual Gary Coleman, I suggest it be. Von Schill playing Terry Vallea. <laughs> Otherwise known as Hulk Hogan. Nice. Because yeah. that's easy. That's that's easy. That's like the easiest joke to do. <laughs> okay. Nate. Alright. Well, since I've been forced into this corner, um, <laughs> I've decided that Mel Brooks is born a gremlin and we're doing yes. the producers with the gremlins. Yes! Out of my head! Shit! Yes! Okay. That's what we're doing. And again, we're like, we're starring fingers and... and <laughs> I'm so upset at you now. Because they're my ultimate duo of gremlin dudes doing stuff. You got a problem. <laughs> I do. Of course, Ula. Yeah. Uh, but who's um who's, who's the Nazi? Who's, the, who's the, the Nazi with all the pigeons? The crazy one. Uh, that's gotta be Zip, because then he has the undead piglets. Uh, or the, the flying piglets, rather. Uh, yeah. I'd say McTavish for some reason. Ooh, I could see that too. Singing the Nazi singing with an Australian accent. Zip. <laughs> Zippler and Gremlin y. Yep. And they do have Zeppelins, so. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's where I'm going with that. Mel Brooks is a Gremlin somewhere. Perfection. I love it. And he's making the producers. He would want it this way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Roman. Okay, two seconds. I have another thought. It's not quite fully coalesced. Eli. Doug. No one is ready. Hi, I'm oh, Doug. Wait, no, no, here, here it is. Here's Roman. It. I got it. All right, traveling back in time to where I half acidly mentioned this earlier. Outcasts, then? The Outcasts are doing the Pirates of Penzance. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Pip. Starring Captain Zip, except the actual guy who leaves the band of pirates is Earl. Mm. Mm. Mostly okay, because yeah. I want to hear Zip saying, "I am, I am the very model of a modern major general." <laughs> yeah, no, like that's his He'd whole character. Right? Like, Perfect. Yeah. He'd probably sing it too fast. Probably. <laughs> no, like I feel like that song. Orchestra, is orchestra like, trying to keep up like, with them. <laughs> they're crying. <Why> zip. <laughs> Sing that song after inhaling too much helium. You are now Zip. Imagine trying to direct Johan on that. That's so <laughs> <God. clears throat> Mon- uh, Mon- uh, simple enough. Like, if he just gets mad, he just slams another gremlin into a wall. But Mancha, but Johan, man, like, that guy's got a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to rebuild that set a couple times. Oh, yeah. no. What? I have a better idea. Eh, too late. You can, you can give it to me and I can say it. Uh, or you, you can write it down and save it for when we do the full episode of these. <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay. 
Eli, do you have something yet? Uh, you go first. Okay, Doug. Alright, let's ruin this. <laughs> let's just go with the worst combination I can think of. And I'm not, like, in deep into, like, musicals as much as you guys all are. I like them, but I don't think I know them nearly as much. So, I mean, this is... Roman and I were theater boys, so... Yeah, yeah I was, like, thinking that for all of, like, we, a month. We can't help it. So, we're going to go with, hey, the Gremlins, again. Yay! Yeah. And what's, like, the least appropriate musical I can think of for the Gremlins to do, and that is Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I thought I was being edgy with Jesus Christ Superstar, but here you are with Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, fucking starring Summer T. Jones as Red Tevye. Because he's not going to let anyone else be the leading role in this. God fucking damn. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Let's just do the trial of God while we're in it. God fucking... Just thinking of do the fucking dance. <laughs> oh, oh, oh should I just? Oh. Oh, I almost start. I almost started the, singing. There's enough alcohol the in me. You took the answer. I was uncomfortable with saying. I took it like ten times further. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already felt bad about Jesus Christ Superstar Gremlin Edition, but here we are. Fiddler on the roof. <laughs> And boy, howdy! <laughs> I'm, proud, I'm proud of myself. Hey, Eli, is Eli yeah. ready? Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, ready to honor me. So I'm going again with Marcus, but this time, actually, really good. The Lion King. Ah, oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. I was I was stuck between that and Wicked for the Neverborn, but mm. uh, oh, I'm going to go with Lion King. Either way, yeah, both both solid choices. Both extremely Wicked. solid choices. Wicked could be interesting among the Neverborn. Yeah, yeah, actually, I was thinking just good old fashioned Wizard of Oz for the Neverborn. Or no. that Lazarus is the Tin Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I can I hop in with yes. my idea that I had okay, way sure. after Go my ahead. turn? So, the Guild, mm-hmm. Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> I was surprised Ooh. they said that. <laughs> God damn it! Well done. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Phantom of Star Theater. <laughs> I'm just no. imagining Lucius, but like he doesn't he, he wears his full mask, but he, he does understand he needs to have only half of his face covered. So he has Doug get him half of a face. <laughs> yes. Well, that, but, like the top of his mask. <laughs> it's a half of a face over the mask. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Wasn't the original Phantom Mask a full mask in it? Oh, like, not his mouth, though. No, not his mouth. He needs yeah. mouth out of the mask for him to be able to... Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But it became, like, half like half the face because of a microphone issue, if I recall correctly. And yeah, it's stuck. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think, like, I'm holding the guild for, like, the really big budget ones that you need a lot of money to pull off. You need a lot of money for fans. Like, I actually thought that they would be good for uh, Lion King because it's all about, you know, how those in power deserve to be there and you should listen to them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you look at it that way, that's kind of what Lion King is telling you. I mean, a little bit. (laughs) Oh, God. Just for irony. Just for irony, the guild. The guild does lay miss. <gasps> no. <laughs> How did I not think of that? <laughs> no, why? 
I think I, I think I just blocked it out because I really just wanted an uh, fu to Nelly. <laughs> John Bojan is actually a prisoner. <laughs> He's got some random guy from prison. Yeah, steal some bread, bro. They literally found the guy whose number is two four six zero one. Hey, prisoner two four six zero one. You want can to you sing? All theater. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that is Ramos. <laughs> Give him a prop arm. <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh no. Oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> jump out and I'm Javat. No. You're welcome. Oh yeah. man. Who's who sings Master of the House? Uh, McMorning. And <laughs> McMorning and Molly? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alright, we've spent a lot of time on this topic. <laughs> uh, let's let's move along. Perfect. Who even did this one? That was me. Oh, I'm sorry. Nate, uh, you're up next. Well, I'm gonna go quick, because this one's... I'm, I got a quick answer on this one. Uh, which characters are secretly related and how? And here's my thought. Okay. Paul Crockett and McTavish. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Secretly related, but like McTavish was like sent to uh, Australia, and McTavish or, and Paul Crockett went to America, and then they both ended up in Malifaux, and then they meet up and they're like, eh. "Holy shit, we're cousins! We're like first cousins! That's crazy, bro!" That's my whole thing. Like that's okay. like, my whole concept on that one. Um, I would propose that they're related in the fact that they are in laws. Ooh, right. Ooh. But, ooh, but how? But why? <laughs> but how? But why? Yeah, Oof. like who? Who got married? That they're related. I want to say McTavish has a sister. Okay, I can dig that. That you know, the whole family's like in outdoorsmanshipy stuff. Yeah, but so, you know, so McTavish's sister married someone. Married Crockett's. Yeah, no, actually, we'll, we'll say McTavish's sister married Crockett. Ah, and then, okay. And then, like, died of the Mrs. consumption a year later. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Crockett died, and McTavish is, like, this estranged brother. Like, yeah. Brother-in-law to, to Paul Crockett. But they, don't, they don't really talk, but, like, every once in a while, they'll meet up in the swamps of Malifaux, and they'll be like, oh, what's up, dude? Just nod at each other. Yeah. How's it yeah. going? Uh, how you doing? It's how's real it, awkward. How's the business? They really, re- they, they really respect each other and they want to be close as brother-in-laws, but... but They're always in situations where they're technically supposed to be fighting each other. Yeah, and they're just too busy. I mean, Crockett's too busy being in, like, half of the factions of the game, technically. <laughs> <laughs> and Tavish is in, like, the other two, so... Or one of the other two, so... It's real awkward. But that goes back to the whole, like, sitcom idea where the two of them kind of, like, <laughs> Okay. That's... Um, Roman, I've, I've lost track of the order. <laughs> so, my thought here, and it's, again, kind of from a place of irony. Yeah. And would give us some good backstory on, on two very good characters that both have some depths to plumb further. And I think that uh, Molly is somehow related to Lady Justice. Ooh. 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 Because especially with the idea of, you know, if Justice's 
dark past is somehow resurfied. The irony, obviously, being that when Molly dies and is resurrected, she's the one that is now hanging with the Rezzers and the undead. Meanwhile, Justice has somehow put that behind her to be able to fight against it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And Molly was the one who got her out of the Rezzers in the first place. <sighs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm, then, I'm not thinking like Molly sisters. I'm, I'm seeing, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing some kind of cousins, maybe like yeah. close cousins. Yeah. Uh, ooh, ooh, childhood friends. That's why fucking Seamus specifically targeted oh, Molly. Yeah, just oh. to oh. Ah. <laughs> dirty, and I love it. Ah, oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> like childhood friend and or cousin Molly got justice out of the whole necromancy thing, and then bow. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, dig it. Ah, oh, that's good. That's good, Roman. Thank you. No, I'm needing snack. Eli! Alright. So, long, long ago, Zoraida was on Earth. She was taken as, like, she, or she wasn't taken, but she went over to the other side when she was a young woman. But we don't know a lot about her family. I put forth that she probably had a sibling who had a child, and they had a child, and several generations down is where you have Jacob Lynch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the family just has a, a weird knack for card-based magic. Ooh. Mm. She manipulates fates and tarot cards, and he manipulates the cards themselves. Damn. Ooh. Shit, I like that. Yeah, that's nice. I'm also kind of mad because Lynch was going to be in mine, but now I can't use him. You can absolutely use him. He can be related to a lot of people. But no, because mine isn't nearly as cool, so we'll go with something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're up to Doug. Uh, initially, I was actually going to propose, and for like the shittiest reason, Jacob Lynch and Cassandra, because they're both known for their uh, southern charms. <laughs> nice. And they they just come from a family of like really good grifters, cousins, obviously, not like anything close to that. Maybe even second cousins. Yeah, second cousins. But uh, we'll go with uh, we'll go with. Ramos. Oh, no. You know, the legendary inventor Ramos. Mm-hmm. And the his child. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, we've, and, and we know that, like, perhaps it runs in the family, the whole being a genius thing, genius no. inventor thing. And so, he's got this nephew. No. Who's about as smart as he is, but no. he's a fucking playboy. <laughs> And so he got a little bit estranged from the family. Maramus is like, spiders all the time. Spiders are best. His nephew is like, you know what? I'm a man of the future. And the future is dirigibles. Nice. I propose that Winston Finnegan, the new guy we just seen come out. He's part of the game now. Uh, cheating. That's not cheating. Shut up. It's my That's podcast. Fantastic. I thought you were going to say Earl for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Earl Burns is like the like the like disappointing cousin of, of Victor Ramos. <laughs> I think they should like, all be related now, actually. Yeah, like, Victor's this grand super spider robot inventor and Earl's is like I'm a I'm a you know, dirigible I was going and places and then something and bad happened. <laughs> and then I got kidnapped by a fucking pirate gremlin, so not that my family cares. <laughs> they care more about Ramos, who's in prison. Criminal. <laughs> I 
work for the guild. He's very bitter. I mean, would you be? Um, yeah. If I was related to Ramos at all, yes. Ooh. <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> Alright. Your go. <clears throat> My go? Yep, your go. I gotta stick around with our resurrectionists and give them some love. Like they need it. They <laughs> do need it. Shut up. Everybody okay. loves zombies. Um, I think Kirai Whoops. I think Kirai and McCabe are distant cousins. Explain okay. yourself. Go <laughs> on. I'm just gonna well, keep it a mystery. <laughs> well, you know, for a long time, Kirai was, um, you know, in a brothel, right? Doing things you do in a brothel when you're not visiting. When you work there. Uh huh. And like, like maybe McCabe came over to Malifaux and started stealing treasure and stuff to try to buy her out because Jesus. Cousin. <gasps> okay. Or something. Okay. What the fuck? But then shit happens. And then shit happens. Her fucking useless boyfriend you know gets shot. Britain <laughs> being what it was, I could absolutely see that. Yeah. Right. He's <laughs> got this odd Japanese cousin that he's like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta, I gotta do what I can for her. And then he just gets mixed up in this whole other side adventure. God damn it. <laughs> This got way more complicated. Yeah. Malifaux is way more complicated than I thought it was. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. And um, also, I have a horse now. Who, who started this one? Nate. Nate, okay. okay. Yeah, it was Nate. So Roman then. Roman. I don't... Yeah, I don't have a second one. Cool. Um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Let's go with which master is most likely to get booted from each faction. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to start with Arcanists, and uh-huh. I'm going to go with Rasputina, because she eats people. Sorry to steal your thunder there! No one is surprised by this answer. Oh shit, man! We've been we've been like best buds forever. I've been on the Arcanist before most of you. Why are you kicking me out? You, you eat, eat people. Most people on the Thursday meeting bring in donuts. You brought in Jeff's rib cage. <laughs> I don't want this leg. <laughs> Light meat or dark meat? I thought you were talking about chicken. <laughs> Miss Miss Karis, man, ma'am, you have this package here from a Rasputina. I think it might be a birthday present. Throw it out. What? what? Why? No. Every year for the past five years, she's giving me a fucking human heart. I don't want it. Throw it out. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Karis. She sends she sends the human heart to Tony because like Tony has the heart of the people. Karis, uh, she just sends a bag of ice. <laughs> Tony's got like a closet he's just got body parts in and Karis just gets this bag of ice and he's like motherfucker fuck Fuck she she sends her a bag of ice so Karis gets a bag of water cause you know it takes that long for a fucking package to get some Pony Express what the fuck is this 
Man, he's hit rock bottom. Cave has a side gig as delivery person. The Postal Service. Oh, shit, is that dude from the Ten Thunders of the Guild? I don't fucking know. He's ready to fight us. No, no. <laughs> I'm gonna no. I'm my stamps. I've uh, got your Hardy's order. I'm your Uber driver. <laughs> McCabe is DoorDash. <laughs> okay. Oh. Eli. Eli. Alright, um, so I, I, I'm going with Neverborn. Okay. And, uh, I mean, this, the really obvious answer is Dreamer, because at some point people are like, hey, wasn't there a Nightmare Tyrant? And isn't that a, <laughs> that Nightmare with Dreamer? Yeah, that was kind of weird, right? <laughs> no, no, you see his name is Lord Chompy Bits, not Nightmare. Oh, okay. Everything's fine now. <laughs> like, the, the, the... The reason holding the Neverborn back from not discovering Nightmare's true purpose is the same reason that the guild never fucking understood that McMorning <laughs> was doing his own yeah. shit. It's like, like, you just kind of got to. Almost every faction has one of those, except like Gremlins who just don't care. Gremlins, Gremlins was uh, Brewy, and like, he did was a writer. Yeah, like it was Bruy, Bruy, who was a traitor, and then turned traitor on the traitor faction, and then Zoraida, who they're just like, yeah, you're here, but you don't get a vote, so. Yep. <sighs> okay. But, oh. but but Pandora has a tyrant. Well, she keeps hers in a box. So yeah. Pandora has two tyrants now, actually. If you keep choppy bits inside a box, you'll be fine. <laughs> Cubes. Cubes are the answer to all the tyrants. <laughs> I have this image of Dreamer just pointing to a box and be like, get in. <laughs> fucking Sharufe was in a cage cages are square <laughs> this cube can hold so many tyrants <laughs> we need it as a meme slap the top of the cube <clears throat> slap the top of the cube and all the tyrants Titania, get out oh fuck Titania slaps cube this, this bad boy can hold so many tyrants <laughs> go internet you know what you have to do <laughs> You know what uh, you must do. I'm going to be the one who fucking does it. What are you talking about? It is your sacred <laughs> task. <laughs> okay. On the, on the other end, though, I'm imagining a jack-in-the-box that when you, at the end of it, Chompy jumps out of it. Yep. This is my <laughs> life now. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, that's me. Okay. Um, what was the topic? All right, kick it out of fiction. <laughs> Fuck. Um... Losing my ability to come up with something funny. So we'll go with Ten Thunders kicking out the Mayfangs once they find out who her boyfriend is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not even, like, funny or clever. It's, like, the most obvious one. Yeah. No, we're out of time. No, we gotta go through, and then, I'm, like, I think we should round out the, the groups everyone gets to. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I just don't. I don't care about the two-hour thing anymore. Okay. Fuck timers. Fuck yeah. timers. Fuck, Fuck Roman's sleep schedule. <laughs> yeah. What if we ever care about either of those Roman, things? Roman can sleep when he's dead. <laughs> Roman doesn't this need sleep. Uh, Victoria, who's getting getting kicked out of Resurrectionists? Who's I was getting assuming. kicked out of the Resurrectionists? Mm. I'm kind of on the fence here, but I think I'm gonna go with Reva. Because she's not a bad guy enough? Because she's not enough of a bad guy. Yeah. Um, not evil enough. Get out of our faction. <laughs> Zero out of ten would not kill a random innocent civilian. <laughs> I mean, Molly wouldn't kill a random innocent civilian. Maybe. 
maybe if she felt like it. I mean, <laughs> if they were like a witness to something, maybe, but that's yeah, like she right, could avoid that if at all possible. Well, and that's the that's the reason that is publicly spread around. Uh, but the underlying reason is she held her own dead man's ball, and it was better than Jameson's. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's the catty yeah, shit I love about dirty, <laughs> and that will go down as history as a insult. Jesus Christ! Okay, hold on. Fucking like time out, time out, time out, time out. Internet, internet. That's decide this for this, listeners out there. I want you to fight in the comments over this. Who throws the better parties, Seamus or Lucius? Ooh, Seamus. I think Lucius can really hold his own, especially if he like it's a Neverborn party. Yeah, okay. If if, no, if Lucius is allowed to let the let the leash go. Like get past the whole thing and, and just go on his own thing, sure. But Seamus is just allowed to be Seamus. No, see Lucius does a masquerade in the guild, but he brings in a bunch of Neverborn. It's, it's a costume party. <laughs> and it just turns into the trippiest, most nightmarish party of all time. Cool. Amazing. Whose turn is it? I just want so okay. it would be. Nate, what were we doing? <laughs> getting people getting kicked out of uh, fashions. Oh, yeah. we're all getting. Mine, just... Mine's not so much getting kicked out because, like, if, if we're doing if we're doing Bayou, we know who's getting kicked out. It's Sarita. We're done with her shit. That's too easy. Um, so you know who's leaving of their own volition, and actually, I think they get kind of voted out because he doesn't like participate enough, and that's Ulex. So like the votes come in. All the other Gremlins masters are like, you know what? You don't you don't show up to enough meetings. Get out. And you listen. Like, all right, fine. I'm gonna have. And even Brewery's like, all right, fine. I'm sorry, but I can't go against democracy like this. Like, you gotta. Well, not only that, Brewery's looking at him, going, "If you would show up and help me out, we would get so much more done." And Ulysses is like, "No, nah, I don't got time for you. Um, it is it's real pig hour." So Ulysses forms his own. Whole faction. Oh my! Would you look at the time? Just pigs. It is. It is pig central. Everyone is a pig master, and there's just pigs. Bacon faction. Yeah, like you, like our old major becomes his whole own master. It is. It is pig central. Like very vaguely, pigs. Anything vaguely yeah. associated with pigs, even if it's if just it, a naming. So there's like a hedgehog wrong, master. Wrong <laughs> becomes dual faction because he has swine. Like that's how that's how pig day. Nice. Hedgehogs, guinea pigs. Yes, guinea the <laughs> giant guinea pigs. And you can Hamlin. tell who, who it's actually, really. It's actually Hamlin in a mask. But the guinea pigs. Oh shit! Oh shit! Hey, weird, weird. Free model idea for here for you here. Please take this, take this, please. Weird. I want a pig model for Ulex. That is like a pig covered. I don't know, like like really sharp fur or something. Boars, boars can have have fur. Or just like growing a bunch of spines out of it or something. And we're gonna call it a pork upine. Boo! Yes. With that, you also have a hedgehog that is a pig that is a topiary bush. Also, like, just make make swine curse beasts. Don't be fucking cowards. (laughs) (laughs) Or make them pigs, not pigs. Make them beasts. Uh, Yeah, make them pigs, not beasts. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. That's my rant. That's my rant. Make swine curse actually pigs. 
Right. Don't be cowards. It was uh was was this yours, Roman, or was it Eli's? It was it, me. Oh. This was me. Oh, oh okay. Was we came Roman? back. You didn't want you went a second time around. Wait, hold on. Well, this was yeah, Roman. No, this was this was Roman's idea. I don't know okay. if it's the second time around. Yeah, I, I thought that was what you were saying, Doug. If everybody does a second time to to even this out. No, I'm, I mean second time as in like you pick yeah, one, so Eli needs to pick one, so everyone got to pick two. So, oh, okay, Eli, yeah, let's, what's, let's what's your Eli second? What's one. your second one? Um, I kind of want to go with the song one, but I feel like that would take really long. It time. would, yeah. So I'm just gonna go with the simple one. What is your favorite character doing while social distancing? Yeah, I was I was expecting at least one COVID one. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess I mean Dreamer is my favorite master, so I'm gonna go with Dreamer. And uh, Dreamer is annoying all of his friends like during their sleep. <laughs> like every time they go to sleep, he's like visiting their dreams, and it's like, what? We're six feet apart. He's he's the Zoom call of sleep. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? I'm sleeping. You keeping six feet from people? You uh, you, you in quarantine? How you doing? <laughs> no, we're not in quarantine. We're in the refugee camps after everything that happened to London. What is wrong with you, man? <laughs> oh, I'm depressed now. <laughs> okay. I'm eating a chip. Because there are actual people in refugee camps right now during the COVID. All right. Ironsides. <laughs> what? It specifies it specifies favorite character, otherwise I would have picked someone else. Your favorite is Ironsides? I would have never guessed. No shit. Important, important question, Eli. Do you want to do a second round on this one, or are we just doing one? Um, why don't we see if we when we get there? Okay. Fair enough. Tony Ironsides is having the worst fucking time of her life. <laughs> yeah, I bet. bet. Are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, every time, every time, like, two inches. She's about to, like, punch someone, just like, ah, oh, fuck. All right. That is two inches. She is not allowed to punch anyone. So she's currently, like, spending a lot of time chit chatting with Sandeep, trying to figure out how she can cast Fist. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to make her even more fucking dangerous, but... How can I punch someone from six Like, away? I feel like she's she's probably put on, like, a lot of weight. Really, she's usually on... She's I probably, really like... I pe- really want to reach out and touch someone. <laughs> she's on, like, normally on, like, on a high-carb diet because she's just doing so much punching and stuff. Now she can't punch a bunch of people. She's gained, like, 20 pounds. <laughs> uh, thick? Let's not get into that. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't want to think about her that way. Anyways, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, no, she's having, and even like when she's like, okay, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna punch this guy. The guy's like, and just stares her down. <laughs> God damn it! Damn it! <laughs> so like, people she are just fucking with her. Back. She gets a new, a new defense trigger. She's called Six Feet, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking cartoon extendo boxing gloves. <laughs> She is trying her damnedest to enforce the quarantine amongst the. You know, you know what? I'm gonna get. She's just. She's just. You know, the person's just fucking mocking her and real and knowing that like she's not gonna approach them and punch them because that's the wrong thing to do. Social distancing. So instead, oh. she's like, you know what? Let's get second edition on this son of a bitch and just hit them with Molotovs. Molotovs <laughs> for days. 
I mean, how else do you like like that's the ultimate way to clean up a virus? Like fire and alcohol? Are you kidding me? Yeah, just sanitize everything. So, Victoria. Yes. Does Molly give a shit? I don't know if Molly cares about her, but she doesn't probably doesn't know if undead can transmit the virus. And she seems yeah, like Molly a pretty is. socially conscious person. So I bet Molly yeah. is just chilling at home writing a blog. Yeah, like she cares about enough like other people that she yeah. would like actually do everything right, which is scary. <laughs> God bless Molly. Molly best girl. You know what actually what she's doing? She's enjoying this because she gets to knit masks for all of the forgotten. <laughs> Especially Philip. Especially Philip. Poor Philip has like ten masks and he has one for like every day of the week plus extra. And he's so done with it. He's like, I can't even get this thing. Are you kidding me? It's I, not I for have... you, Philip. It's I mean, to protect no. other people. I don't have lungs to cough on people. <laughs> And once she realizes that, she just starts making him another mask for, like, the neck hole. (laughs) Oh, no, the neck hole. You could get infected that way. No, Philip! (laughs) Also, through your eyes. Okay. (laughs) Fuck. All right. Nate. All right, well, uh, I'm going to go with my first one, which is Somer. And Somer is doing a pretty responsible thing. He doesn't he doesn't necessarily believe in this whole thing, this whole, you know, day six feet apart from everyone stuff. Like, that's, you know, that's a bunch of, you know, conspiracy bullshit. But there's one thing he can make a lot of money off of, and that's turning the shine stills into, you know, stills and make hand sanitizer for, for all the people who <laughs> yeah. really want to buy yep. a lot of hand sanitizer right now. So that's what Homer's up to. Still a big proponent for reopening the bayou. Yeah, he really wants the bayou open to uh, get that get that economy, that shine economy going. Yeah, the shine, the line is real low, and he wants that line to go up. Shit. All right, Roman. Okay, so we all know I refuse to pick between my two favorites, so you're getting a double dip on this one. Okay. Or just save one in case Eli decides he wants to go another round. Now let him cheat. Fine. Cheater. <laughs> Only I'm allowed to cheat. Second round or something. What was that, Eli? I, I feel like we've been going fast enough. I think we're good for a second round. Cool. Woo! To start off with, then, uh, Brewmaster already wears a face mask. Yeah. Uh, no, that's and, good. That's good. Good on. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's, he's an older he's an older gremlin. So that's yeah. Cool. And and he's good with that. And you know, I I feel like this is actually his chance to set up a, a stationary known uh, bar in the bayou as opposed to kind of going around and, and setting up wherever he happens to be. So that's something he he's essentially doing curbside pickup of your shine gotcha. uh, during this. Yeah. So he's, he's mixing it up inside, sends the Moon Shinobi out to uh, have the, to, to send out the orders. And Wesley's Wesley. Well, yeah, yeah. Wesley's going out to, to get the uh, ingredients and things. But most of the time, whenever people receive their orders, their gremlins receive their orders, they don't remember making them. <laughs> that's, that's fine. They're, they're yeah. happy to get more. It's good. It's like when you order anything in this quarantine right now. It's just like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that showed up. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> when did I order six I toaster ovens? Yeah. <laughs> Eli, are we doing a, we're doing a second round? Uh, yeah. 
So I'm thinking of Euripides, because uh, he's my second favorite master. And so Euripides, being able to, you know, see the whole future, knows, like, knows about, like, flattening the curve and how you, you just need to do this for a certain amount of time and we can prevent a whole lot of problems. And he know, he's, he's really just struggling with everyone else who's, like, trying not to go along with this plan. He's like, look, I can... I can literally see the future. I know exactly how to fix this. And they're like, nah, we don't need to wear face masks. That's, a, that's impeding on my <laughs> Oh, no. He's like, listen, this is very simple. Just, <laughs> just stay away from me. Like, no, we want to go out. And he's just like sitting there in the mountains away from everyone. Like, uh, no, I need a haircut. Open the flames. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm swearing. Okay. <clears throat> Doug. Doug. Uh, I mean, I feel like I talk about Artemis too much, much. I was considering doing, like, hey, Karis is probably just, like, having the time of her life because everything needs sterilized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, she, she, views, she views herself as a saint. Yes. Your sword, I'll sterilize it. Your gun, I'll sterilize it. Your clothes, you? I'll sterilize them. Stop burning my thing. Everything's on fire. <laughs> sterilized. Now. Let me help sterilize the gill. <laughs> Who do I talk about, though? I lost it. I had an idea and I lost it. Quick, just give me a master. I'll talk about him. I don't care what. Dashel. Dashel. Um, What's Dashel doing? Dashel's having a shit time because yelling at people is his favorite thing to do. <laughs> but admittedly, like, he's got a loud enough voice he doesn't really give a shit. They're probably pretty busy, though, because, like, you know, like, trying to police people who are trying to not, you know, maintain quarantine. Dashel, like, okay, Dashel's... That'll be pretty busy. That's a lot of paperwork. Dashel's got a mask on. He's doing his part. But, like, to the recruits that are, like, doing a shitty job or, like, when he needs to pull out the old drill sergeant and, like, get in people's faces, he takes it off. And he makes sure to, like, get as much spittle out of his mouth as possible... Just to yeah. torture them? And they wouldn't dare. They wouldn't dare breathe on him. <laughs> like, or, or they'll know better. Yes. I was generally expecting someone to say no, Liam. <laughs> I just so, wanted to throw in a twist there. Yeah, twist. Just so, like Nelly out here with the fake news. Nelly, I, <laughs> Nelly is like fucking patient zero. <laughs> she definitely doesn't have the disease, and she's definitely not... Just transmitting into everyone. Everybody. This happened. This happened because Nelly tried to interview Hamelin. Uh, <laughs> He's like, you know what? I definitely need to add a plague to this world. New plague. New plague. The you know old Bill Blight wasn't right. good enough. I mean, it's, it's, my, it's my turn. It's your turn, Victoria. Who can guess my second favorite master? It's Seamus. Oh no, what's Seamus doing in this uh, these hard times? Seamus is having such a shit time. <laughs> he can't find himself any new girls. They're all staying inside. They're all either staying inside or they have masks on, so it's really hard to tell what they look like. And he's very specific. He is he is actually very very specific. He's, like, very, he's very picky. In the fluff, it specifically talks about how when he loses a girl, he looks for another one that looks like her. Yep. So he, so, like, if he can't see a chin or a mouth, oh, he's doomed. Oh, yeah. 
He's oh, having a Shana. terrible time. Oh, he is so upset. And also, like, he can't go out to the bars anymore. It's not the same sitting at home drinking your booze. Because we all know bar. he drinks. There's like three people in the bars and Seamus. And they're like, doesn't anyone know who I am? <laughs> Like, yes, Seamus, we know who you are. Just finish your fucking drink, dude. <laughs> God damn. What was that joke? I missed it. Seamus in a bar with like three other people being upset. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's just like screaming, like, don't you all know who I am? And he's like, they're like, yeah, just finish your drink and keep your goddamn mask on, you <laughs> you want wings? We'll have them for curbside. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so he's upset because he can't find girls. Mm-hmm. That, that look like the ones he wants. Uh huh. He's wearing masks. also upset because statistically he is no longer the number one killer of prostitutes in the city. Ooh! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh, yeah, that was a bit much. That was a bit yeah, much. I got a little bit too real on that. I apologize. Should I cut that out, though? Nah, it's fine. That's fine. Nah, leave it in. Just holds up a newspaper that just, like, bullied the claims of Red Chapel Killer, no longer number one cause of death. There's a wanted poster that just has the coronavirus on it. And he's like, fuck! Damn it! It's like one one script more than his bounty. He's like, Fuck! (laughs) Oh. Okay. Uh, Ro- Nate? Roman? Nate? Uh, it's Nate. 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 Um, from my second one, who, again, like, I have trouble between Wong and Somers, my favorite master. Uh, so Wong. Wong is that, uh, like, that, that, that gamer guy who hasn't noticed that there's anything <laughs> going on. He's just been in his basement or the red cape <laughs> the whole time. So, like, by the time this whole thing is blown over, he's gonna come out like, yeah, I've been alone this whole time, like, self-quarantine, like, you know, discovering things about myself and my magic and some other stuff. And people are like, yeah, because of the virus, right? And he's like... What? What virus? What? There was magic in in the hole. And they're like, but there was a a thing. And he's like, what? What what thing? What are you you people talking about? You people are crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. (laughs) Yeah, Wong is the oblivious gamer of the Malifo universe. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I have to stay inside alone oh, for weeks no, at a time? I need to stay to myself and do some study and discover stuff about my power. That's crazy. That's weird. How about that? Mm, Alright. Uh, we're up to Roman. So yeah. Uh, Colette is... Ah, well, the star's closed, first off, because Colette is responsible with the lives of all of her girls. Or mm-hmm. performers, I should say. Yeah. Uh, that said, I feel like they would double down on smuggling, because you can totally do that while in masks anyway, and yeah, maintain the distance. There's less people out. Yeah. Well, and plus, like, if you're carrying things heavy, you got the, the mannequins and the, the coryphy to do that for you. Yeah, they're, they're totally just smuggling all while the, the cops are focused more on keeping people inside because they're going through their, their secret sewer tunnels and whatnot. Gotta pay the bills somehow. Yeah, let me... I'm gonna take this over. Okay, so... No, still Hika has to keep an, up an, up the appearance that she needs. she's desperately needs to make money because, like, 
Star Theater mm, is, point. is like, point. you know, staying just, just perfectly fine and not going under while this is going on. It's going to be suspicious, so she's got to, like, pretend to have some sort of business going on. So basically, mm-hmm. what she's going to do is she's going to get it into the Vox casting business and basically invent the softcore phone sex line. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> the 1-900 Cassandras of the world. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Ah, I want to know. Okay, mental image for you. Parents get home early, walk in on their teenage boy with his pants down, just like inches from the radio. <laughs> the Malifos centerfolds of the world. It's not what it looks like. <laughs> do you think? No, okay, all right, all right. So, do we do we assume that like that that like Hugh Hefner? There's there's got to be some like. Is there is there a, is there a Malifaux Playboy? Uh, apparently yeah, Winston I'm Finnegan. Pretty sure, pretty sure that's Winston, yeah. <laughs> or Winston Finnegan. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, like we're, we're inventing like he should be Tony Stark for for no reason. Yeah, let's just. I mean, like Tony Stark is just Hugh Hefner with a with a bigger hobby. Yeah, a bigger hobby. <laughs> that's what she said. Uh, okay. So, I, real quick, I want to know which characters out there is saying that Vox uh, casting is actually causing Corona. Mm. Who would have the so most Martin. to lose if that got off the ground? Nelly. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wants people to read the newspapers. Yeah. Nelly slinging some fake news. Somer. Somer's, you know. Vox casting gives you cancer. Even though he's still producing hand sanitizer on the side. Yep, yep. Like, I mean, well, I Nelly think tried. We've all agreed that, I think we've all agreed that Somer Jones is the Alex Jones of Malifaux. <laughs> we'll go yeah. with that, yeah. Freaking Thor, it's gay. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Is that is that everyone? Yeah, yeah. second everyone. time around. Okay, that was that was two times around on Eli's. Yes. Okay, we're gonna call it done. Holy shit, guys. That was a long time, and that was a lot of fun. So much that was fun. fun. Yeah. Oh, oh, I fucking God. love doing this. All right. Four years. Set Four years, folks. Four, Four years. Four years of steam-powered scoundrels. Definitely not the longest-running one. We've had some pretty big gaps in there. I've vote steam-powered scoundrels. Vote, vote steam-powered scoundrels in some sort. Like, if you can vote for us for something, go ahead and vote for us. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, definitely. Riding in so many different things. Yeah. <laughs> Ride us in for president. Why not? What could, ha- what could, no, what could go what wrong? What could go wrong? Lenny for president. Lenny always. But I don't think I've ever actually thanked you, the listeners, for, for supporting us. You have. Thank you very much. And we're really happy to have been doing this for four years. And hopefully it'll be five. Don't plan anytime soon getting dropping this podcast. So yeah, uh, we, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll be going for like twenty years. I uh, hope so. That would be great. 20, 20 more years, Steam Power Scoundrels. Come on, yes. I want yeah. Steam Power Scoundrels to be old enough will, to drink at the very we least. Will be, yes, we will be the we will be the longest lasting Malifo podcast. If I have anything to say about it, <laughs> <laughs> no one's playing it. The game's been defunct for a decade, but we're still making shit. I'm old shit. enough to drink as it is, and we will be old enough to drink by the time this thing ends. So yeah, now the foe will be dead and gone. It'll be it'll be like Borderlands has been brought apart. Like it'll be you know. Wasteland world, and we'll still be talking Malifaux for some reason. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll still be like, you know, again, 
Wed bed behead, shipping various things. Do I just We'll still still be mouthful characters. We'll still be looking back like longingly, like remember those days. Remember, remember the days of, of the gremlins and the guild, the Arvinus, and those characters, and the Neverborn, the characters we love, and the zombies and the rogues. We love them all. We love all. Before the, the Fire Nation attacked. Before the Fire Nation. Attacked. <laughs> Damn it, all Paris. right. Damn well, it, Paris. Gotta, gotta, gotta wrap this up. Apparently, my timer currently says three hours Holy before cow. before it. We get to editing. So we'll see the size, see what the size of this thing is. But thank you for coming on and being my co-host for the entire run of this, Victoria. You are very welcome. Would not have been able to do this without you. Thank um, you so much. Really, you have. Just, just believe me. <laughs> Let me have this moment. Okay. Thank you, Nate, for being the gremlin guy. I'm so happy to be here right now. Like you don't even know. It makes me so happy. Yeah, thank you, Roman, for understanding what the real, true good faction is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Arcanists and uh, Gremlins eventually will get a uh, dual faction master. That would be I awesome. Will, I will be happy that day. I will own that. <laughs> I'll be ready for it. And thank and you. Don't get yeah, let, let me thank you, Eli, for for coming on and doing stuff Patreon with us. Eli. Patreon, Eli. Patreon, Eli. Patreon, Eli. Eli Graceland, the nice. best. We love him. He's so good. One of the best gingers in the world. And also essential worker Eli Greason. Essential worker med tech Eli Greason, and let's not forget him. He is a absolute fucking hero. Mm-hmm. And I know this capitalist bullshit we're dealing with right now, but he is actually. Saving lives and being awesome. So. What you, you can let him speak now? No, it's I. I love being a part of this. I have a great time, and I like that. Uh, no, I like I like what we do here. Yeah, yay, yeah, I like yeah. it too. All right, and again, thank you, listener, for being with us for these four years or whenever you started listening. Uh, this is Got all it. to entertain you. Okay, it's it's a lot of it's us having fun, enjoying ourselves, but. If no one listened to it, I don't think we'd still be doing this here. So thank you guys. And you know what? Thank you, Weird. I know one of you's listening. Thank you Hi. so much. Hi, whichever weird intern has to listen to our shitty podcast. No one in Georgia has heard my voice. <laughs> thank you guys for not only creating a great game, because, you know, you can always make a podcast about a game system and talk about playing in that game system. Not, not to rag on our other friendly podcasts that do that sort of thing. We do it uh, on occasion, too. But it's an exceptionally great universe that allows for something like us to actually keep making content this entire time. You've created something very special and something, honestly, important in my life. Malifo is just that good. So thank you, guys. And um, thank you... What? What? I'm totally... And totally let us know when you want to come on and play Webbed Behead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> come on. Come on. Don't be a coward. Okay. <laughs> and as I've always said, I think you've made it from day one. I don't I'm know sorry? why I started saying this. I, I gotta say the old one. Okay. The original one. Okay, well, first up, uh, we're sorry. On, on the count of three, everyone. One, two, three. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. Uh, that was Sorry, I guess I'll say it this time. Cl- close enough. <laughs> and as always, folks, like I always say, fun is always king. Fun is the most important thing. Enjoy fun yourselves. 
Goodbye. Bye. 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 Songs used in this production are Villainous Treachery and Five Card Shuffle. All music is created by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. Only for down to the beginning of the century, but still it matters.